Welcome into the Fortress of Comic-Tune podcast. My Hello. name is Tyler. Hello! <laughs> I'm Mary. I'm McCord. Yeah, I'm Kylie. This is Was It That Bad? It's a monthly show we do where we take generally conceived bad, nerdy, or comic book movies. We give them a rewatch and we find out if they deserve the hate. And uh, with Dark Phoenix gracing our movie screens uh, with mostly empty audiences, <laughs> that, it sounds that's like. Smart. That's uh, funny. <laughs> we decided to go back and look at Fox's first attempt at a half half-assed dark phoenix movie um which was x-men 3 the last i always called it x3 the last stand but it's not it's x-men the last stand i think it's just because after x2 i just for some reason just connected that in my brain that i was like yeah x3 but it's it's not x3 uh x-men the last stand is the third x-men uh movie in the 20th century fox uh movies which came out in 2006 i want to say yeah um so before we find out how if it's that bad, we got to know how bad was it. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's th- this is probably the closest between the two scores of the movies we've done. Fifty-seven uh, percent critical, sixty-one percent audience. So only a four percent difference. Fifty-seven uh, is still just barely in the barely low enough for it to be rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but I mean, fifty-seven is not terrible. But I mean, not not good by any means either. So, um, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. I don't know wh- when was the last time you guys had seen this movie. I Is it saw something it a that was fairly ago. okay? I hadn't seen it in years. Yeah, I me too. Today so. was, in fact, I watched it right before I came. Today. Okay, but man, it's been a long time. So McCord can probably tell this story a little bit better than I can. Um, so I'll hand it off to you here in a minute, but. At this point, Brian Singer had successfully brought X-Men to the screens twice and gets offered the job to do Superman at Warner Brothers and has kind of a falling out with Fox. Um, so, so dumb. So what what kind of happened there, McCord? That Brian Singer didn't come back or wasn't invited back to do X-Men The Last Stand? Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty much that's kind of what happened. Um so uh, as far as uh, is public knowledge, I mean, we we only can, you know, understand about what ac- what was written about what actually happened, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, a- as far as the story goes, anyway, uh, Singer took the job for Superman, which meant that he was not going to be able to do his version of X three, which, by the way, uh, I read today mm-hmm. by the writer. It was supposed to be the writer of X two. Mm-hmm. Uh, was supposed to do X3 and didn't end up doing it. Um, and I read what the version of the show was actually supposed to be, which we can go into later, which is actually, I, I like it quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, anyway, so he, he leaves and uh, James Marston also decides to join the the Superman with Singer. Yeah, he gets shafted in this movie. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it, there was no... Uh, scheduling conflict at all in the they making of this him movie. Off screen, dude. Right, because they <laughs> the were mad at it. Like the disrespect to James well, Mars like, is so bad. They, can't they have just patience to just hey, go do your Superman. And Especially back. for there, Brian there, Singer, there wasn't because any scheduling conflict. Well, with Singer, there was because Singer had a lot to do to prepare. They could, they could for have waited Superman. though. They could have waited. Dude, I would never wait, but I mean, to, they, to, if to they do need to keep that money machine going, to do it right though, they could have. Like. 
for Brian Singer, dude, they hadn't made a Superman movie in 20 years. Like, dude, you, they did not you, hurt you get, on you get, this movie, money-wise. It made like $145 million its opening oh, weekend. Oh, yeah, it did well. But I mean, like, you got to understand from Singer's point of view, they hadn't made a Superman movie in over 20 years at this point. Like, you get offered to do Superman. Like, that's Absolutely. that's the superhero movie to do. Maybe other than Batman. Like, maybe Batman's the only one that, like, maybe... But, like, for the most part, you get offered to do Superman. But Batman had been tainted by then, too. And Superman He's, hadn't been done. Well, Superman yeah. had been tainted, well, no, too, Matt, which is no, why it we had been we, done. Well, they, the they taste were already, was out of our mouth. Yeah, it had been, like, 20 years, Well, they almost. were already doing Batman. Batman Begins was a year prior to Superman Returns. Was it so, really? 2005 okay. and Superman Returns okay. 2006 so they were probably working on Batman Begins when they offered Singer Superman Returns I would imagine so like Batman was off the table they're like hey we're already fixing this let's try fixing this other one too well the problem is is that Hollywood suits don't understand art they they only they only see the bottom line mm-hmm. um, I wasn't here for the Dark Phoenix uh, podcast but it's a damn shame to <laughs> but there's but there's a whole there's a whole big thing as why Matthew Vaughn left the first class series and it's because the the suits came in and said no we're gonna do days of future past now mm-hmm. and and they brought singer back for that and, yeah but Vaughn but Vaughn was like no you can't do that now mm-hmm. that's supposed to be the end of the story mm-hmm. is days of future past we tie everything all together they're like no we're gonna do this which now. would have worked honestly that would have been a yeah, great it would have been perfect way better than dark Phoenix. <laughs> so a- anyway <laughs> they get they get mad at marsden they they decide to kick him off the movie mm-hmm. from what i understand his agent fought back and said no he has to do the movie and they said okay fine but we're gonna kill him in like five that's minutes. so petty though dude and that's so it pe- is especially for a studio like 20th century fox like you should be better than that and at the end of the day and fox is not better than yeah, that. fox makes a lot true. of these <laughs> it's true and one of the reasons why fox's superhero movies fail so much is because of studio involvement the thing is we all lose because like they fight and won't you know have any patience to let singer finish his x-men trilogy the way he wanted goes and do superman and we end up with two mediocre movies we all lose like superman returns and x-men <laughs> 3 neither of them are really great right. so it's just all around we all lost <laughs> Well, and I guess the what the movie was supposed to be is it starts out at Alkali Lake, and Alkali Lake has been completely drained, and it's just completely empty, and all these natural phenomenons are happening all over the world, and there's this fiery bird-like creature that is basically fixing the problems of the world, so it's raining where it's not supposed to be raining, and it, and all these like natural disasters are, are happening. It's the day after tomorrow with the X-Men? Pretty much. <laughs> Do not pay to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then and then I guess it's it was supposed to be all about Scott, that last movie. How he let Gene die because the X-Men weren't good enough and that was his fault. So it's Scott builds the danger room in in Singer's X3. So Scott builds the danger room and gets the team together and trains and trains and trains and trains and trains almost to the point of a breaking point until finally they come to realize that the reason why these natural disasters are happening is because of Jean. Mm-hmm. Now, Jean doesn't side with the Brotherhood. She doesn't side with the X-Men. The Phoenix simply does not care. The Phoenix is going to fix the world however the Phoenix sees fit and no one can stop her and they all have to come together to stop the Phoenix. That All the Phoenix stuff is the Everything worst. Cool. That, that sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. All the Phoenix stuff is the worst stuff in this movie to me. Like, I think if you remove if you remove that stuff out and the, the third X-Men movie was just the Cure storyline, I think it's a pretty good movie, I honestly. Agree. I, I agree with I that like 100%. Almost, I like almost all of the Cure stuff in this movie for the most part. Um, so I did do more than I remember. Yeah, liking it. Before. I, I actually 
rewatching this last night for this podcast. So I was like, I don't. I mean, we'll get it to it at the end, but I don't think this is all that bad. I think there's a lot of good ideas here. They I just were, don't. They, they were close. I don't they, think they, they follow close. through with any of them, though. That's exactly. the thing. That's it. I, and they and they do that with just the opening of the danger room thing, where you're like, yeah. "Oh my god, we got the fastball special. We're gonna get sentinels," and then it's just like, oh. and it's just an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, "Damn it!" Actually, the first <laughs> ten minutes are really good. So we'll like, just get into it. Up until it. Scott gets to the lake, it's actually really. The opening good. scene is 20 years ago, and we get a CGI restored <laughs> Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen <laughs> without the Disney money, and Patrick Stewart looks fine. And he looks very smooth, but he looks he kind of fine. Look Ian McKellen looks pretty bad yeah. in a couple shots. W- watching um, this immediately, my first thought because I just had seen Dark Phoenix, I was like, "Oh, I miss Patrick Stewart." Oh yeah, <laughs> I miss I, I, I miss Ian McKellen bad. Well, watching this movie, I, I actually I, think I prefer Fassbender actually as well. well I, I like them both because the I think they're different characters. The chemistry between Patrick Stewart oh, dude, and Ian McKellen it's, is it's unpa- so good. I actually think this is my favorite. Magneto is in. The, like, I think this is my favorite performance of ian mckellen as magneto is in this movie which is a shame like i think <laughs> like he has some kick-ass scenes in this movie. he does um so they're at and a young gene gray's house too. 20 years ago with the young gene gray um like i say yeah very shiny and like smooth looking patrick stewart's face is like yeah, it was a, it was a little it was a little distracting yeah it's i mean it's 2006 so you know take right. it for what it's worth but compared to what disney can do now like they're just like resurrecting you know tarkin from the dead <laughs> yeah. it's like good lord um or so, princess leia like, <laughs> oh there she is in the movie Postmortem. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> then we go to 10 years ago where we have a uh, a young angel cutting his wings off in the bathroom. Which is so sad. Oh, so um, sad. I'm, so sad. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the Nostalgia Critic on YouTube. He's one of my favorite YouTubers. I'm going to steal his joke because like he, he made it's the joke. Well, I mean, he made the joke. He's like, this kid deserves an Oscar for the 60 seconds of acting that he does. <laughs> yeah, he's really he good. Like good. the yeah. scene where he comes in and he's like, I'm sorry. And he's like crying to his yeah. dad. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and then, and then like he points out to in that video. It's like, oh man, I can't wait to see the character development that this guy has. He's in three minutes total screen time. With the right. Movie. Yeah. So dude. And they was, never do anything with he, him. And he was on every single poster when this movie came out. It's a Every bummer. single everyone wanted one. Angel. Every I single. Oh yeah. I did too. Every single trailer. A sweet scene at the end, like right at the end, kind of. <laughs> but every single trailer had that shot of him jumping off of the table uh-huh. with his wings coming out the first yeah. time. Like e- I remember when this movie was coming out, every trailer shot. You're like, oh, they're doing Dude, Angel. They marketed finally. the. Cr- he and was then, on one of the collectors cups, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes of screen time. Three minutes of screen time, and then we jump again to what they call the not too distant future which is all the x-men in the danger room but they don't tell you that from the get-go where they're basically running a drill with some of the younger kids uh colossus is there bobby's there rogues there kitty pride's there storm and and wolverine are basically coaching um storm is is coaching yeah (laughs) wolverine is be wolverine Wolverine. yeah um i love him going up to the burning car and lighting a cigar i I laughed at that (laughs) And then when he gets here, he's like, that was my last cigar. I was like, uh, watching this, I was like, oh, man. Like, this movie gets above the other one just for Hugh Jackman. I'm sorry. Like, I hate to put it down to, like, that simple, but I'm just like, he just, he just makes it better. I'm sorry he does. Like, yeah. like throw everything else about Dark Phoenix. Like, there's a lot of reasons I think this one's a little bit better, even though it's bad. Hugh Jackman yeah, alone makes better. it better. 
Like that alone True. makes the, his movie better. And the relationship between him and Gene. Like his, right, so yeah. His personality is relationships Wolverine, though, with is all of them so because we knew more about them. But, make yeah. it but better. you were more invested. But part yeah. of part of the problem with this movie oh, was. Uh, let me point out too, just real quick. I'm gonna throw up a mild spoiler warning for Dark Phoenix. I don't think we're gonna get too much into it. But there are going to be some scenes where it's hard not to compare this with the new one. And right. we, we may bring up some details. So if anyone cares, which I mean, if anybody out there hasn't seen it. And it's get, so mediocre. If, if, if you, you give a shit, you've probably I mean, seen it's, it. It's at this pulled point. in that end game money. So I yeah. think everyone's seen it. If you haven't point. seen it by this point, you probably don't care. And you're just waiting for it to come out. And it's like, I'll watch it on Redbox or something. But just so you know, there are, there are probably some things that we will mention in the podcast. So sorry, McCoy, go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, I think one of the biggest issues with this, I'm going to bring it up now as opposed to later, just because we're on the topic. I think one of the biggest issues is that because of the removal of Cyclops, Wolverine wasn't allowed to continue to be Wolverine. And I think that that... Yeah, he had to step it up a little yeah, it, bit. Yeah, there's, kind of, there's kind of a hole left there. Whether or not you're a fan of Cyclops, whether or not you were a fan mm-hmm. of James Marsden as Cyclops, which I thought was... I, I think he's darn near perfect, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um there, there is definitely a hole there. My wife, I think he's better than his writing is. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't think he's perfect as Cyclops because of the material, but I think he... R- right. Yeah. No, he as an actor... I agree. Like, I, I would cast him again. Because the other one, I just look at him as a kid. I'm sorry. Even in Dark Phoenix, like, I, it's not that he's a bad actor or anything, but when I look at him, I look at him as this kid. Like, James Marsden, I feel like, like he's a man. <laughs> I don't know. I just well, and he kind of commands the screen. Like yeah. And even even my wife who watched it with me, she's like, you know, it's just. And my wife's not a big Cyclops fan at all, but she she just sat there and she said, you know, like we needed Cyclops for this. We needed mm-hmm. Cyclops for that. We needed Cyclops to say that, not Wolverine. And mm-hmm. I think that Wolverine is always at his best when he's more like a weapon. To counter that, though, I will say that I think Storm benefits from that in this movie. Like, they actually give her more to do in this movie than she had in the previous two. Like, Halle Berry is better in this one because she kind of takes more of a role, like, with Cyclops gone. That was also contractual. Yeah, um, I think she, <laughs> she had threatened to walk yeah. because really? she was Well, I mean, for, what, for whatever reason, of- she's more likable in this movie than she had was in the, in the previous two. Ag- so. Agreed, but I really think that there could have been both, like, like, I think you can still have Cyclops there, but he's still not in his right state of mind. Yeah. Like, he's still, like, the getting over Gene, like, he's missing, pra- he's missing practices, he's just going off by himself, you know, yeah. kind of thing, but br- then bring him back around, and you can have Storm be the one to do that. They don't ever tell you how much time's taking place, do they, between X2 and this they, one? They don't. Not, they don't. Not, not even, specifically. Not even the actors know. They just say a significant amount of time. Because like and, they bring up like oh he took Jean's death really hard but it's like did she die like six months ago did she die two years ago did she right. die they yeah we they don't tell you we just we just don't really know okay. but you know uh, one thing that our dynamic in the comics that's worked for ever since Giant Size X Men came out is Storm being kind of the royal vizier to Cyclops like if Cyclops is the king. Storm is like his royal vizier. She's like his moral compass. Mm-hmm. Even though he's been lovers with Jean and he's been lovers with Emma, Storm's always been like that confidant. Even when uh, Wolverine and Cyclops split in the comics, Storm stays with Cyclops because she doesn't agree with his tactics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Knowing that she needs to be there to kind of right, right the him. ship. And Scott always goes to Storm. And I think they really missed an opportunity of doing that there. 
Mm-hmm. And I also think that when Wolverine goes off to uh, go, uh, like he senses Gene or whatever, and he mm-hmm. goes off and he goes to find Magneto, which we'll get to later. I also think that that would have been a good opportunity where Psyche and Wolverine could have gone to the camp together. Yeah. And and that's kind of what brings Scott back around. You know of, what I mean? Yeah. Like, a lot of missed opportunities. I, I, just, I just think by not having the character present, just kind of leaves a hole that they he's an essential character to the team definitely yeah. like it's it's fucking cyclops like <laughs> right <laughs> like yeah um so they're in the danger room let's say uh cyclops or not cyclops <laughs> wolverine has colossus throw him at the easter egg sentinel head and stuff which looks better than the ones we actually got oh, in I days agree. of future past which and is it kinda, is just a head that you yeah, see i mean but you, like that's kind of yeah. pathetic actually yeah um and then uh, him and Storm kind of get into it where it's like, hey, I need you to like help me teach these kids. This wasn't your you know, opportunity to just take over and win it for them. This was a training exercise. You know, this was supposed to be a, a defensive exercise. Like, well, the best defense is a good offense. He's like, you know, you got a problem, talk to Scott. I'm, I'm a substitute. Yeah. Um, so then we see, we see Cyclops and he's like sad. Oh, emo. <laughs> sad, sad. He's mourning. Come on. Yeah. He's mourning the love of his life, and he blames himself. As he should. <laughs> <laughs> we let's see. We get uh, with Cyclops is going to leave, and Wolverine tells him like, "Hey, man, look, I know that you know Gene's death was hard on all of us." He's like, "Don't even start with me." And do there's some puns in this movie that are really bad, and like they they repeat. I forgot how much the X Men movies did this, where they like. They're like supposed to make little like one-off jokes about like their powers and stuff, but like none of them are really funny. At least they're not to me at this point. Mm-hmm. Like the whole like not everyone heals as fast as you, Logan. Like okay, and like yeah. there's another one that like Charles tells Storm where he's like, I don't need to, or whatever. He's like, he says, you know it better than anyone how fast the weather can change. I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> and then there's one with Beast where he's like, well, yeah, but you don't get fur on the couch or something. Like all of them, I was like, none of these are funny. I don't know if this is like a an attempt at humor or what the like. I don't know. I thought they were funny. <laughs> I still thought they were funny. How much wine like, had you had? They're, None. <laughs> they're little throwaway lines, but I'm not entertained by any of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Cyclops leaves and then goes to the lake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get like Storm and uh, Charles and Wolverine, and we get to see Beast here for the first time best part of the movie oh dude he's so freaking good man that that is how i uh always pictured hank he looks exactly like him the the first time you get to see him he's reading upside down and shit it's like it's beast man oh yeah and he's beast all the time i don't like the i can turn into be i don't like the cyclops can or not cyclops that colossus can turn back and forth i don't like that either he used to be able to do that until he got messed up colossus is Almost always been able oh, really? to do that. Okay. Yeah, there, it, was, more, it was more a familiar part, with the yeah, stuff. It was than a part me. like the '90s where something—I don't know if it was the techno-organic virus that he got or something—happened to him where he was just stuck oh. in that state. Mm-hmm. But he's always been able to change. And Beast, I think, for one a point was able to change back and forth. I like he started Beast out. To be Beast he started out with no fur. He, he he did. Yeah, when uh, when X Factor came around, the the first run when it's like the original, the five come back. Mm-hmm. They were but, on X Factor. Yeah, they were. They were the yeah. <laughs> um, but but whenever he used his strength, it made him dumb. Yeah, 
which yeah, is yeah. that that was just weird. Um, no, but Colossus, there's actually been very few moments when he hasn't been able to revert back. He's kind of yeah. like Iceman. Exactly. He he's always been able to go back and forth. That's just fine. Okay. Uh, speaking of Iceman, there's some stuff we didn't mention in the training room. There's a thing where him and Kitty are kind of hugging on each other a little bit and rogue sees and gets upset and then you know i actually i actually really like that part of the danger room though because he he stops the missile from coming yeah and then he he looks at kitty like i'm such a badass as a missile's coming at his back which is pure bobby oh yeah and then kitty grabs him and the missile flies through through both of them and i I was like yeah right yeah it's cool Um, this works for me rogue irritates the shit out of me in this movie though the the whole yeah. line out of nowhere of too. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. She's <laughs> oh. always irritated. Me. Yeah, like on another level on this one though. Okay. Like there's nothing in this movie and that she doesn't have a huge she... part in this movie either. No, so. but she her, was her arc is to. terrible though. Her arc is terrible. But in movie. but in Singers X three, Rogue was supposed to come into. Uh, the writer said that Rogue was supposed to accept her powers and that like her whole journey has becoming to being that rogue who has accepted her abilities who has accepted her responsibility as an x-man they changed it out for this yeah and then (laughs) she starts a fight with bobby being like (laughs) he's like what's the matter she's like i can't touch my boyfriend that's the what's the matter other than that i'm fine and he's like hey that's not she has the worst lines in all he's like like, that's not really fair have i ever really put pressure on you she's like you're a guy bobby you only want one thing it's like whoa what the hell even mary was like that's kind of like sexist isn't it (laughs) it's like yeah no shit um it's but, 2006. It was okay at the time. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> you have to remember what this movie was made in a different time. In the far gone days different, of 2006. Uh, it's a different time, man. It was, it was a different, different time. Gotta make excuses. A simpler time. <laughs> remember 2006? Pepperidge Farmer remembers. <laughs> so things have actually gotten a little bit better for mutants, though, between the, this movie and the last one with like the all the mutants going to talk to the president at the end of X2 and stuff. Like Beast actually has a place in the in politics and stuff. He's like a political figure and stuff. Like they're starting to open their minds a little bit more by allowing mutants to have somewhat of a voice and everything. And like Hank McCoy is like a perfect character for that. Oh yeah. Um, well, he's always been the ambassador to the, yeah. to the yeah. X-Men. So, like, that's, he, that's he's his the role. One to, yeah. Like in the comics, that's his role. He was one of my favorites in the 92 animated series. And like when they showed him in the trailer for the first time for this movie, he was one of the ones I was most excited. Like, oh, we're finally getting Beast. And, and like, we he did. does not disappoint. Yeah, he yeah, does not we disappoint. did. We got we got like, all of Beast. And we like, got he, oh my stars. <laughs> like like Beast. And he's like, quoting Churchill. And I, <laughs> dude, he's so perfect because he's like so like like proper and intelligent through the movie and you know what but, but he when, pulls but when, off a suit but when is he's the beast oh yeah. yeah he looks good but when it's time to throw down he's like i can't believe this thing's he's still ready to throw down. <laughs> when it's time to throw down though beast throws down hard yeah. <laughs> like it, it's perfect that fight scene's actually pretty good oh the dude the, yeah. the, the climax of this movie is actually pretty good but uh yeah and like he's so convincing in his delivery and everything that you don't even look at how ridiculous he is you know what i mean like he's this blue guy in a suit but you buy it the way that he presents himself oh, yeah like he completely suspends that disbelief. Like, yeah, I would. T- I would take James Marsden and uh, Kelsey Grammer back in a new X Men so fast. And I, I like and that he is the most like level headed because, like, right when they're they're like, yeah, the government's working on this. They're calling it a cure, whatever. And Storm immediately is like, why would anybody want that? There's nothing wrong with any of us in BC. He's like, well, he goes, that's not you know. He goes, if one chooses to 
do something that's gonna yet. that's gonna prevent their chances of being like persecuted against. Like you can't really. Because Storm says like, what kind of coward would do that? He goes, that's not really coward. Is, is it is it cowardice to not? What does he say? Is it not? It's a good line too. I can't yeah. remember it. Is, is it to like? Is it is it cowardice to not want to be persecuted? Yeah, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and. And she and she says, "Well, all, all of our powers and stuff are gifts, whatever." And he goes, "Well, not it." He goes, "He says you don't get fur on the couch." Like, eh, you ruined it. No, but um, I, I actually that was that was <laughs> the one so. that I that was actually the one line of that kind of thing that I actually liked because at first it's the least worst of them. Well, well, here's the, here's the thing. Like as soon as he said that, I'm like, "Oh, Beast is feeling sorry for himself," and everybody. That's what I get. The feeling in the room was the way Storm looks at Beast was pity. Yeah, and then he breaks the tension by you don't get fur on the couch. Yeah, you, you know, like I think it's true. Like I think that was more the way that it that was delivered it seemed works. to me like it was more like an icebreaker, like a oh, I just made everything awkward. Let's a a bring different it back actor around. would have made that line terrible. Like he he presents like it in a way line. he presents like it in a way too. that's not as bad. Um, and this is what pissed me off about Rogue, honestly, because like. I, everything no, yeah seriously but all like but things. like on paper the premise like makes sense it's it's all execution where it all felt because it's like yeah like you could understand why rogue would would consider getting the cure like, because when she touches people she harms them yeah like it, it makes sense but the way they do it all it the fact that it basically comes down to like she does it for a boy basically mm-hmm. it like that's what ruins the whole thing the fact that she gets jealous of Bobby and Kitty and goes, I'm leaving to go get the cure. And it's like, why? Like, it just, the execution falls flat so badly. But she comes in, she goes, because they're announcing it on TV and they've basically turned Alcatraz into like this facility where they're going to quote unquote cure the mutants. Um, and Ro comes in, she's like, is it true they can cure us? And yeah, Storm's very much like, no, because they can't cure you because there's nothing wrong with you. Uh, Beast is like, well, scientifically speaking. <laughs> yeah. Beast goes to Alcatraz to go check out the whole thing. We, we'll check back on that later. But Angel is going to be the first one to receive the cure because his, be. his dad was like the uh, head scientist who, behind who it. it yeah. And so they bring him back in and um, he's like, you, you don't want to talk about the kid first because I believe we talk, we see the kid before and Beast. Like, Where, Leech, whatever Leech, his name little... is. I, I didn't. Well, know. I don't think they ever name him. But the bald I mean, kid. Yeah, I didn't his, remember if it was Leech. Before or after. <laughs> I think it, it was before. Like in the comic, oh. but I'm pretty okay. sure it was before. Except bald. I didn't remember if it was before. Leech or after. is bald, but he doesn't look like what, a lizard. I don't know what. I don't know if there's yeah. anything you want to say about it. I just. We well, I was going to touch on that. I just for some reason was thinking that was after this. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll just talk. Well, Angel refuses to take the cure. He's like, I don't. He gets you know scared. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And he busts out, and instead of just using a door like a normal person he's like i'm just gonna jump i don't think window. they would let him use the door yeah yeah maybe not i mean there were like six people in that room <laughs> and it's just a cool visual of right him to glide out of the you know which was so it's cool. a very it easily oh. breakable window dude the yeah. wings look really good too like i i yeah there was some of the cg in this movie in this. looks really yeah really good. definitely so, had moments that were beast goes to check out and we find out that the the uh like what's it called the the cure comes from a mutant himself that he basically can take people's powers away if they're within. Leech. They don't call him Leech, yeah. but he is Leech. He looks like a little cancer kid. Oh, I thought you were saying Bleach. No, no Leech. Leech. <laughs> like, why would he? He leeches <laughs> your powers. He takes your powers away. That makes yep. it makes more that's, sense than Bleach. That's that's what he does. He's a Morlock. <laughs> 
and like that scene's really really cool where Beast goes in there and like you see the fur come off his hand and stuff when he puts his hand out there I was like that's actually really really well done Um, there's some cool stuff there Cyclops (laughs) goes out to the lake and he's just mad (laughs) again (laughs) and like just takes his glasses off and just blasts the water for no reason at all. And he resurrects the phoenix. I wonder if that. Yeah. I wonder if that like releases. It does pressure for him. Just it, like oh, it, it. It. Oh like no! It. That. It most Maybe definitely. Maybe it's like a does. headache if it like just builds up. Or yes, something. like it's like a migraine. actually. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Um, That's why we have to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cyclops's powers. Well, there's a couple of different variations of Cyclops's powers. Some say that he taps into an alternate dimension, um, but he's also kind of like solar powered too. So it's almost like a battery recharge, but How yeah, there's far there's can definitely he shoot his laser beams. Pretty darn. I was gonna say yeah, okay. the, the the pressure coming out of there, like he's got some range on that. Ship. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, and well, and eventually he gets to the point where, with the help of the visor, I mean, he can he can push in like the head of a needle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he can. He, yeah, at one point he had like dials. Yeah, uh-huh. that's in the first X Men like, movie where he, I, I remember where they showed. That. I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but that was, that was it's a cool thing. idea. But yeah, it was no, dumb. It, it, the way they did it was as dumb. as he trains and stuff. He's he's able to like push in like the pins of needles, mm-hmm. but he also can blow us an entire Sentinel apart. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. so I mean, could he blow up the moon? Uh, I mean, the hit the moon? I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. Like <laughs> I just, on, I'm asking a question. No, but I mean, it's it's definitely a good distance. Okay. And with his, I bet he go like a solid powers. mile or more. With the geometric okay. powers too, that also helps too, because he has the ability to see different angles and stuff. Uh, right? Do you think after that mile, it just dissipates or it just goes? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> I think it dissipates. Yeah, I would say that it dissipates. It becomes probably less focused the further it goes, and then it kind of yeah. spreads. Yeah. Uh, Gene shows back up, takes his glasses off. She's like, I can control it. And you get to see you know, Scott without his glasses on, without red eyes for once, which was, which was kind of cool the first time I saw it. Like, oh, that's badass. But then nothing good happens yeah, after that. So that's what James Marsden looks like. And then he just, you see him go, uh, and then you never see him again. Like, they just kill Cyclops <laughs> off screen? Like, yeah, they did. What a dick move, Fox. Like, yeah. that's low. I think this is the second time i've seen this movie and i was very confused by that i was like oh is he just dead now and then you never yeah. see him yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh he is just dead. Um, okay. immediately and I, I wonder if they did that I, I i see a lot with this movie i see them covering a lot of bases mm-hmm. like hey they could have gone all the way with this but we're gonna do this to this didn't happen this didn't happen so maybe they killed him off screen to maybe go you know Maybe in a future movie he isn't dead, and this is what happened. Maybe that's the but then this yeah, days of future. Past. But this one almost <laughs> killed the franchise, and they had to start over with the first class. Uh, and then they I'm, had to make a movie to erase yeah. that this movie ever happened. <laughs> Charles feels a disturbance in the forest, and is like, "Hey guys, go out to the lake." Uh, they get there, everything's floating, and Scott's gone. Okay. They find his sunglasses. That was actually a cool scene, though. They're walking around, yeah. and everything's just floating yeah, that was around cool. them. And they find Gene. The they visuals take, are actually really They good. take yeah. Gene back to the lab and everything, and this is where... Um, okay, so th- this is where I'll give this movie a little bit more credit, and this is where we're going to get into kind of some of the spoilers for Dark Phoenix, because in this movie, as wrong as it is, at least they commit to one idea, where it's like, the Phoenix was always something that existed, but... Charles put mental blocks in her head to kind of control it. Whereas the Dark Phoenix movie tries to play both sides. Like it's an alien force, but mental blocks, like, you know what I mean? Like it never, 
it never fully commits to one. Like at least this one, they're more straightforward with what it is, even if it's dumb. Like it's basically water. Like she created a cocoon for herself and like Jean Grey, just add water. Phoenix. Like <laughs> it, it's dumb, but at least they're committed to it. Whereas the other one, they're like, yeah, it might have been Charles, but it's also this thing that in her body. We don't know. Mm. Just watch the movie, guys. To, to be fair, that's how it happened in the comics. Charles put up barriers mm-hmm. inside Jean's mind mm-hmm. to stop her powers. It developed an alter ego that originally became the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Then they she died in the shuttle incident, was underneath the water, was literally in a cocoon. Mm-hmm. And then the Phoenix came out. But then the Phoenix was a cosmic force because Claremont decided it should be. And then really Jean's body was still in a cocoon at the bottom of the lake. And the whole thing was Je- was the Phoenix running around. And that's when we got X-Factor. <laughs> Kids, if you learn anything from this, know that X-Men in space is dumb. <laughs> so, I mean, like, so both both tried to stay true to the origin of the comics. I like this comics, one more because it's at least more focused. But the, the problem one, is, is the origin in the comics is stupid. It is. <laughs> and they should have just got one more. At least this other. one at least picks one. Though. Like The other one just yeah. seems like it bounces back and forth. Yeah, this one, two. this one definitely picked the original and went that route. I like that Logan gets on Xavier's case, though, where he's like, what did you do? He's like, yeah. hey, I did what I had to do. It's like, dude. What the hell is the matter? Like, yeah. the professor's a... like, I don't have to justify myself to you. He, like, I, yeah, he, right. d- he does too because he he goes to tell him. He's like, well, what happened was he's like, never mind. Like, I don't owe you anything. Kind yeah. of thing. And it's like, oh shit, dude, what a what a dick move. Well, yeah, um, and and he's like, I you don't know what she's capable of. Like, I didn't know what you were capable that's of. That's a great line too. <laughs> a great line. And then and professor's like, you're one to talk, Logan. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> professor lays some smackdown in this. Some good. I mean, they're just good actors too. That's also like a yeah. good part of it. Yeah. And then Jean um, and Logan start making out. Yes. Basically. Yeah. She wakes up and she's that's like, the Phoenix. "I'm down to fuck." <laughs> that's that's the, that is the Phoenix. Especially where that belt just rips off Wolverine yeah. like the yeah. dirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you're a big uh, Sophie Turner guy. I like this gene. Oh, I, I love Family I'm sorry. Jansen. Okay. Oh, I'm just... no. And yeah, I mean, looking back at it now, I'm like, they really cast someone a little too old, I think, for this. See, role. no, I like her because she's older. Oh, okay. But like I said, I'm not as committed to the source material as you guys are. You know what I'm saying? So like, she is, maybe she is supposed to be younger or whatever, but like, I like this. Oh, no, I had no, I had no, when they announced her, I was like, oh, yeah. So I like, I, I actually like both. I, 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 I like, like both, both actresses. I like them both, but I, I just know he's such a big fan of the other one, so I was just I, I, I like him both. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I, no, that's uh, Famka ever since Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's some stuff with Mystique that we that's probably already happened by this point where she's being interrogated. Oh yeah, yeah. what about her? <laughs> well, that's when they discovered that the government has the, weaponized the cure. Yeah, even against like Beast is like, hey. I was never consulted on this. And they're like, well, we don't have to consult you. Yeah. Like, no, I don't think you understand the slope that you're on, you know, kind, kind of thing. And they're and trying to get Mystique to give up Magneto's 
whereabouts. Uh, location, right? Yeah. That's why yeah. they're interrogating. But and I have some problems with this. Okay. <laughs> Air was it, was your it because it wasn't Jennifer Lawrence? Oh, no. That's the best part about <laughs> no, it. No, <laughs> Rebecca Romaine is a way better mistake, in my opinion. Oh, no, I, oh, and, I don't think anyone will argue. And I, I think she, I'd I think like she to see was. Somebody try, really. <laughs> I think she was awesome. My problem is, is how she can still use her powers and not just escape handcuffs. Yeah. Like the whole time, yeah. they only have her hands tied up, and she's shifting into multiple people, like, especially different sizes. Yeah, of she people. shifted into a little girl. Couldn't she and turn she's into still... an infant and just slip out of them? Well, she Maybe turns they into have like a ten-year-old girl that will morph with her arms. Yeah, but they didn't explain that. Well, they don't need to. I mean, she use your imagination, McCord. <laughs> I asked Mary last <laughs> like, night. Like, all, do you think all she it was, had to do uh... is go, and she doesn't have <laughs> yeah. cuffs on anymore. Like that was my that was my biggest issue. That's As your biggest issue with her, with her. Oh, okay, like, with her shit. role. Okay. I like the scene though where <laughs> he where she, where she's like, "Don't you know who I am? I'm the yeah. president." Of the <laughs> I asked Barry though, like, "Don't you think it was awkward for that uh, that actor to have to call a little girl a bitch?" Because like when she turns, she's like, "Please let me out." He's like, "Shut up, bitch!" Yeah. I was like, "Damn." <laughs> she might not have even been there at the time. If you notice, true. you don't see yeah. them. It's at true. The same. Time. I feel like even as an actor, like I'm a little uncomfortable yelling this <laughs> Maybe at a that child. That little girl went to the premiere and saw that and just started crying in the theater. Like, oh, like I don't know. That little girl that. told that guy that she was going to kill him herself. That's so, true. so are, she was obviously all in on this. These are facts. So they're in <laughs> her the- parents. Her parents got the check and were like, "Yeah, right." Yeah. Magneto's just standing like a boss in the street. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> dude, Magneto is, dude, Magneto is so kick-ass in this movie. Like, they never really used him to his full potential in the other two. Like, you never really see Magneto oh, no, do anything that impressive. Like, in the first one, he, like, lifts up some cop cars and drops them. He like, opened a helicopter door. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he did. He floats with, like, the little... Head. He has, like, the little, like, marbles around him and shit or whatever. And, like, okay... Like they, you never really see him do anything that impressive. Dude, but when he took the iron out of that guy's bloodstream and that then turned them cool. into bullets, cool. <laughs> yeah. In this movie, though, like, dude, when we get to that bridge scene, I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I, I, I fucking love it. Uh, <laughs> but like, this scene's pretty cool too, where he just grabs the truck and flips it over yeah. and like just stops the trailer right before it hits him, and then uh, him and who else does he have with him? Toad and. Somebody else? Oh, right? No, it's toad, not Toad. Oh, no, movie. Toad. Pyro. Oh, uh, yeah, Pyro. And... There's somebody else, right? Yeah. Oh, Callisto. Oh, okay. oh hey, yeah, I right. can't remember. Is Pyro... So we totally Ice skipped Man's over friend? the Callisto scene. He wasn't. He was. Yeah. They, okay. Because yeah. could, yeah. we couldn't remember until I comics, was thinking no, maybe it was but... his brother. <laughs> I couldn't remember because no. I hadn't seen it. I, all I could remember is that he is there at their house. Yeah. That's all I could. I was like, he's there at Bobby's house when in X two. I, like, I, I like, was that were they friends? Were they brothers? I couldn't remember. Py- I just Pyro, need, I that so clarify. Pyro, Rogue, Bobby. It's rusty, right? Is it Rusty? No, I think it's Rusty, rusty Collins. <laughs> rusty is not Skids. The other one, Good Rusty and Skids. Good old Rusty. Spark. Uh, Can sparks? rust anything? Is that what they call it? Rusty. No, ru- no, Rusty. Rusty is not Pyro. Okay. okay. Does Rusty like beefaroni? <laughs> rusty. That's rusty. Always, I was thinking that's what you need to do, Cooper. Yeah. Rusty. Rusty. Yeah, there's, um, there's your Seinfeld. No, he, <laughs> Rusty's another pyrokinetic, but okay, he's yeah, but he's not but, Pyro. Okay. Um, so they go and they get Mystique out and they're looking at the other mutants that are on the uh, that are on this truck. Whatever. You got like multiple man is there. Yeah. Fire fist and. Uh, Multiple. Aha! Another question right. about multiple man. Yes. Oh yeah. The uh, cure, multiple man. 
if one is there a like main multiple man? Yes. Okay. So Magic's if prime. one of the copies had gotten the cure, wouldn't affect. But if the main one had gotten the cure, would that affect the other ones? I think if the that is a good question actually. I she asked that yesterday. I'm like, that's a McCord question. It's definitely, it's definitely a McCord <laughs> so there's question. so there's a couple of ways that that can go about this. If if it's I'm fast, run to the gas station. You guys want <laughs> if, if, if it's fast enough and he reabsorbs the dupe, it's po- it's possible that the cure takes takes place. Okay. If you hit Madrix Prime, and they're all independent of him once they are out of his body. Okay. So if you hit Madrix Prime, he would not be able to duplicate more, but he would still have all these other dupes like running around. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um. So they get multiple man. They get Juggernaut out. He could also spread that out fast. He's so bad, to... dude. Juggernaut's so bad. In this yeah. movie. Like if he's poisoned, he can duplicate himself to the point to where, where the poison be. is ineffective. So mm-hmm. if he did that quick enough, if he got shot and then immediately just like bashed his head on a rock, he might be able to spread that out enough that it becomes inert. The only saving grace for Juggernaut is the the whole thing of him and Kitty Pride running through the walls and stuff. That's is awesome. actually a pretty cool like visual. Scene. Yeah. Like, but other than that, like Juggernaut's completely wasted. Now, I love that they locked him up with all of his gear and helmet on. <laughs> like, why? Would you know, you, they just had to. They had that? to lock him up fast. That's, <laughs> like, dude, that's what the they one were that we get in Deadpool two though is so bad. Even oh, as yeah. brief as it is, it's so cool. Like, I understand. Plus, it's my favorite that's line. Juggernaut. Hey, big fella, it's <laughs> yeah. getting real. <laughs> and he has the worst line in this movie. We'll get there, but probably like the most famous line from the movie, right? Yeah, it's like the yeah. one everybody. The whole quotes. franchise. It's, <laughs> it's a walking meme. I only knew that from you guys. So, like I said, oh, yeah. I only watched this movie like one time. Hmm. Uh, one of the guards goes to shoot the cure at Magneto, and Raven jumps in front of it, and she gets hit. Really badass scene where she turns back in. You actually get to see her in her normal form for the first time up to this point. And I really love this scene for Magneto because, like, even though she gives herself up for him, him turning his her, his back on her, like, shows his prejudice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it shows how, like... Deep how much of a hypocrite he is oh yeah he's so quick too yeah it's where just he's like, like he's like sorry, I'm sorry. You're not one of us anymore he's like it's, it's like, a shame done. it's a shame she was so beautiful yeah. the only problem with that is is he had a fucking machine that could turn people into mutants in the first movie so it's like why didn't they just take her and put her back in that machine because that machine was destroyed he can't make another one like he's a scientist or anything <laughs> he, he needs rogue it's a whole it's a whole rehash of x1 again we don't need to do it it's true but like <laughs> that was the only he part it's like rogue. But I, I do love, yeah, how quick he just turns on her. Like, sorry, you're not one of us anymore. Like, damn, cold-blooded yeah. Magneto. Well, we we also missed the part where he goes to the Morlocks meeting, too. Is that nuts? Is that, oh, is that because yeah, Calli- yeah. Callisto, Callisto was oh, with him in you're this right. scene? Yeah. yeah, because this is where he tells them, like, they will weaponize it. And this is before they see the gun. You're right. Um, yeah. yeah, so they have So, like, the cure thing is, is a big Big deal, obviously. There's people protesting at Alcatraz. Some mutants are for it. Some mutants are completely against it. And there's a bunch of them that are holding like a meeting. Basically, like, what should we do? And Magneto basically shows up and takes over the... Because like the one guy, he's like, well, you know, they can't just force it on people, whatever. Like, they haven't talked about anything like that. This is what I was talking about earlier. Like, some of Ian McKellen's like best lines and stuff are, like, are in this movie like, where he's like, they never talk about it. They just do it. Where he, they... 
Like his whole, all of his speeches in this movie are really badass. Like, and he's such a good actor. The way he delivers every line. Oh, one of my favorite so lines good. from him is is what McCord was talking about when he was t- meeting with the Morlocks. Yeah. And, like you a mutant? Where's your mark? And he's like, Oh, I I've got one. And he's showing oh, him yeah. the, the the Holocaust tattoo. And I'm yeah, like, that's nice. that's my favorite line yeah. in the whole oh, movie. Yeah. He's like, No one will do that again. No one. No needle will, will ever touch this skin again. Would they not know? Would anybody not know who Magneto is? Yeah, no shit. Especially when they're like, do you know who you're talking I, to? I had you? that issue when I was rewatching Apocalypse last week. The I'm spiky like, guy? You don't know who Magneto is. Let's yeah. See. Let, let me. Well, let, <laughs> yeah, the spiky let, let me guy. I'm like, do through. you know who you're talking to, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think Magneto has ever been a public figure up to this point. Well, according to first class, I guess he wasn't was, he on the but, news in the first X Men movie though when he like on the Statue of Liberty and shit. How that girl, that no. girl knows him well enough that they're a cla- a level four over yeah, a level, level four no, but that's or whatever. Her power. That's her power. Yeah, that's her power to yeah. know that. He says that in what? the movie. Yeah. When? Where? <laughs> Magneto says, oh, he says, you have many talents. She says, more than you know. I know that that everyone that there's 68 mutants in here, and none of them are above a level three except for you. He's like, you can sense other mutants' powers. Yeah. And that's when he's like, and he fine, says, fine. And he says, I have, fast. I, have, I have another one that I need you to find, and that's how they find Mystique in the first place. Gotcha. Now here's here's Who's the fast that? girl. Okay, so it's Callisto. That's that one. Okay, Callisto. Yeah. Okay, it, it's Callisto. She does That's not. Her name. She okay. does not have super speed in the comics. Who's the spiky guy? She does. He's the little bitch boy from Lost. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little bitch boy. Uh, I think that they really made him to coincide with X-Men Evolution. I, th- I think that's who they tried to make him. I think okay. that's who they tried to make him. No, that's that's and a the character chick- from uh, Buddy. <clears throat> No, but there was a guy in X-Men Evolution named Spike. And too. the chick who was invisible was and supposed to be Psylocke. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> in the credits, she's listed as Psylocke. Really? I saw, oh, yeah. No, the, the yeah, exactly. And, and I was like, Psylocke's in this movie? Yeah. And then I realized it's the chick that turns invisible. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, you got, like, got that wrong. Like, yes, that's <laughs> not Psylocke's power at all. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot multiple man was in this movie. Completely in... He's pretty wasted, honestly. Like I, he is. When he shows up, I was like, "Oh yeah, he is in this movie." Then like they don't really do anything with him. He gets one he scene, was a pawn. but even and yeah. even and even that scene is is stupid because then he just gives up. It would have been a much bigger distraction, held him on much longer if he just had his dupes fight back. Yeah. Oh yeah, because if they died, they just go back inside him anyway. He so. got a raw deal. He joins Magneto just to be the pawn that gets yeah. captured. Like that blows. But, but like that's the thing, like. I, I wish he just would have started a riot. Like he just turns and you just see all these dupes of multiple men just like punching soldiers and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, and they're like, it's all the same guy. Like, oh, now it's a decoy. But for him to just give up and be like, uh-huh. <laughs> suckers. That would have been cool. <laughs> you got me. Like, After Jean wakes that, up all that's horny less and of a stuff, distraction. like we talked earlier, she leaves and they all decide to go to Jean's childhood home again. Did he, is, did she break Cyclops' glasses while they were in the lab? Because he was trying yes, to so, in okay, the lab with like, what happened to him, and he's holding the glasses, and she just like obliterates him. Yeah, um, Magneto shows up to the house at around the same time because he forms the the Brotherhood at this point, and they say that whole speech is badass. We're like, who will you stand with, the humans or us? Like, yeah, stream it's badass, dude. <laughs> uh, I I, kept, I was like, did I miss him? Because I hadn't watched any of the older X Men movies yeah. in a good little bit, except for like Days of Future Past, but he's barely in it. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, they, go, they they show up and basically like Magneto says like, 
don't let any of them inside the house. First thing Juggernaut does, grab Wolverine, throws him in the house. Into the house, yep. You're like, (laughs) what? Yeah, but then the rest of that fight scene is awesome. Oh, no, it's awesome. Storm coming in like a badass, like tornado (laughs) and like torching everybody. Like, dude, that's cool as shit. Well, when Juggernaut throws Wolverine through the roof and then he comes back down through another part of the roof and then he kicks him through the wall outside. Great. Oh, and there's in the deleted stuff. I mean, they. Uh, it's a, brutal fight. A, like I said, he'd he'd stab Juggernaut through the arm. There's that scene. Uh, but there's a there's a moment where um, Storm's fighting Callisto and Wolverine's fighting Juggernaut, and they're both like in the dining room area. They're both in the same room, and at one point, Wolverine just slams his claws into Juggernaut's helmet, mm-hmm. puts his other arm out, and says Storm, and Storm shoots lightning into him and just electrocutes Juggernaut and just oh. drops him to the ground. I'm like, <laughs> why you, was that you, not in the using movie? Wolverine as a conductor. <laughs> That's cool. Just boom. Yeah, I love all the little like bickering between Magneto and Charles. Like even though they don't get a whole lot that they say back and forth to each other, just anytime they're like t- together, they always just like throw little jabs at each other, and I love it. Well, I mean, Magneto's helmet is stupid in this movie. You think? Oh, it looks like Scarlet Witch. Looks it's like it looks like Wanda's little little. <laughs> it's not thing. that bad. It's I, bad. yeah. I don't it's think it's bad. that. I, it didn't. It didn't stick out to me at oh, all. It bothered me. Okay. <laughs> well, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's a dumb helmet, but it's on a good man. So I, let it go. I let it go. A man with a cape. Gene and pretty tough words. Whatever man spaces in a cape. are doing their mind fighting. Xavier. Xavier. Are Professor you tired, X. Mary? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Professor X. Um, Xavier's death scene is pretty cool. Uh, like you don't want to talk about how creepy. Phoenix is. Uh, I was going to say, they make Jean Grey look creepy as shit when her eyes go all black yeah. and, and stuff. She's like, like, her Ooh. skin is like gray. And, and this is where we have to kind of go back to Dark Phoenix a little bit because I think Mary hit the nail on the head perfectly in the very beginning of the, of the show when she was saying like, even as bad as this movie is at times, there's so many times in Dark Phoenix where they try to go for emotional stuff oh, and yeah. it doesn't hit. In this one, you at least feel something because we have a connection to these actors. Right. And we brought that up last week. McCord, you weren't here. but Right. We brought up last week that like Jean Grey was like kind of in Apocalypse, but not much. Like we don't really know her that well. At this point, we spent three movies with this Jean Grey and Cyclops and this Charles. I mean, Charles Xavier had been around in first class through the other ones. But like most of those newer X-Men characters, we didn't have the connection with to really feel that much for them other than Xavier, Magneto, Mystique, and Beast were the only ones that were from first class that had carried And And Mystique was so disconnected that nobody felt any emotion at all. Like, the emotional scenes work in this movie, maybe not like to cause tears, but you at least feel something because you you have a connection to them because we've spent time with them enough to like, feel like you have a relationship with them. And the other ones, it just, you don't you don't care you don't care about cyclops and gene's relationship in dark phoenix because you don't see it right they're they're just together at the beginning of dark phoenix and they're making out like we didn't get to see that relationship develop at all it 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 just it sucks it's yeah and it's hard not to compare them you know what well, I mean? and and this movie like like you've been saying oh this scene was badass oh this line was great i never once felt that in dark phoenix oh yeah i like there were some parts there were some fight scenes in dark phoenix that i'm like Okay, that was halfway decent. But there wasn't a moment where our where Angel jumps out and spreads his wings like, right. man, that's so awesome. There wasn't a moment where Magneto stands in the middle of the road and takes out an entire convoy by himself. There wasn't a part where Beast just is just oh, mowing he, he, everybody he over. Subway. 
train up through the ground. That's true. That's true. That okay. Yeah. Betsy and I had forgotten that. Um, There's nothing in Dark Phoenix that touches Beast in this movie though. When he's just like flying around, growling and ripping people to shreds. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. That same dude that was like suit and tie, like. Well, we need to go to wash. He's like, now he has his leather jacket on. He can get all beasty. Like there, there were legit, like, like hell yeah moments in in yeah. Last Stand, which there, which I didn't feel like. Beast in Dark goes Phoenix. from like proper to like, well, if we have to, we have to. <laughs> like, but that's so quick. But that's how he is. Yeah, too. That's, and I loved every second. Of yeah, that. um, it's really cool where they get like the house levitating and spinning around and shit. Yeah, and, like I say, Charles's death really kind of works where Wolverine looks at him he kind of looks back at Logan Smiles. for a second and then he smile. just fucking bursts well, and we know why dude, that's right. the, the look of horror on Magneto's face I couldn't help but crack up but he's like pinned up against the kitchen he's like oh. <laughs> he's like what did I just Charles do Charles <laughs> and there's a deleted scene in the in the DVD of them like talk during that scene they're they're actually having a conversation with their minds you know they're, mm-hmm. yeah. they're and uh, that's when I don't think they ever mention her as the Phoenix in this movie, but in that scene, they they say Phoenix. A few the only times. time the, they the say pro- it, the professor tells yeah. Logan there's this other entity oh, okay. that and has it, manifested. It, it came to call itself the Phoenix. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the only time they say it in the whole movie, though. But yeah, there's he oh. he says the Phoenix a few times, and she even says like I am the Phoenix right before she blasts yeah. him away. She's like I am the Phoenix. Um, so she goes off and joins Magneto for no reason in particular basically she's just like okay and we're done with that might as well follow you guys but she doesn't do anything yeah which never she's just kind of there watching like i'm gonna see how this plays out until like the very end of the movie but i said i think if you were remove her from this movie it it immediately gets a lot better yeah (laughs) i agree because there was there was actually a lot to like about this movie say the the whole cure storyline i think is is was awesome adapted pretty well if they would have just went Full on no into Phoenix, that. Yep. More angel, more a little more leech, so we can feel some sympathy for him. Because more now Cyclops. we get now we more get this Cyclops. scene with Beast and the president, and I love this scene. Like yeah. more stuff like this of the just the two of them talking, and they're asking really good questions to each other. Like they both make really good points. Where the president's like, I don't feel comfortable with a man that can like just level the city if he wants to, and he's like, I'm scared of that too, honestly. Yeah. And and this is when they get the X phone. Yes, <laughs> and like commissioner beast, beast basically says like well i'm out at this point because you guys weren't supposed to weaponize it this wasn't i'm out at this I'm point stand with my people which completely falls apart because he weaponizes it at the end of the movie which blows because it destroys that whole arc that he has but well, in, he, in this he scene, looked, after he uses that on on uh, spoiler the, yeah. the Magneto he he does have a look of horror on his face at that he's but it it, it under that. it undercuts this scene and that that's a bummer to me because mm-hmm. that's like him drawing the line like I won't do this and he's like oh crap I'm gonna do this <laughs> but he goes yeah he goes well and him and the president basically come to a stalemate where it's like okay well here's where you're at here's where I'm at like I need to go with yeah like you said I need to be where I belong can't change my mind yep. Uh, Charles saying. had talked, had told Storm before that he had hoped that she would take on, you know, his responsibilities one day when he was gone since Scott had fallen apart. So now that he's dead, she kind of takes on a role. We see the the service that they have for Charles. They don't show a lot of it, but everyone's obviously pretty emotional. Kitty's laying in bed crying. Bobby comes and takes her and out ice skating in the middle of the night. And Rogue's just like watching from her bedroom window. 
Now, did like, they kiss in the uh-huh. movie? No. Okay, it was the deleted scene. Oh, was scene, it the deleted scene? It was scene? the deleted yeah. scene where they kissed. And that's when Rogue just kind of had this, like, huh, just kind of that, like, crazy chuckle to herself in the window. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, this is, where we're, this is where we're at now. So she sees him in the window <laughs> and decides she's just going to go. Um, I don't like any of her stuff in this movie, but I really do like Logan in this scene where he supports her because... I like to me that's like just him being a good friend where he's like, look, you're gonna do whatever you're gonna yeah. do. I'm not gonna tell you you can't go because she's like, she's like, aren't you supposed to be telling me to go back yeah. to my room? He's like, I'm not your father, I'm your friend. Like, how can I tell you? Don't keep killing people when you touch them. You're like, if you want to go get rid of this, that's your decision, not mine. You know, I I I like that for him. Yeah. Her her plot thread is terrible, but like plus him in that, that scene plus is good. that's a perfect Logan. Like, well, yeah. All right, and then <laughs> that's he, what you're gonna do. Yeah, all right, go do it then. Like, who am I to who am I to tell you? Like, but in this version of the X Men, he has been kind of her mentor, mentor. But, but, that, but that's why this conversation means so exactly. Much. That's why there's feeling behind, and that's it. why it means a lot coming from him. Where he's like, "I'm not your father. I'm your friend. Like, go do what you're gonna do." He takes off to go find Jean, and Storm kind of gives him an earful. It's like, where are you going? Oh, you're yeah. gonna leave us now? Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna go find Jean." She's like, "If you're gonna be with us, then be with us, Logan." Like. God damn, lady. Yeah. <laughs> He's Logan. He's everywhere. Okay, well, one of us is out there with Magneto <laughs> that just killed the professor. Don't you think somebody should look into that? Yeah. <laughs> so he sneaks into the camp. Yep. Um, See, this would have been a great Magneto, like, Cyclops and Logan moment had they had gone off together. Like, can you imagine? So they're like, look, Scott's a mess. We need, we need you here. Mm-hmm. Right? And then Logan goes to like get on his motorcycle or and whatever. Scott's and there. Scott's just standing there. He's like, I'm going with you. And Logan's like, all right, whatever. And then the two of them go take on the camp. Like, that would have been. Or they're running each other at the garage. They're both going to go. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Wolverine with the best disguise of all time. A hoodie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But again, dude, awesome speech from Magneto. His whole thing of like, they want to cure us. We are the cure. Like, I was like, dude, Ian McKellen is like, it sucks this movie's not that good because he was like giving it his all. Like, I I feel like he was really trying. I don't think he ever really gives a, a bad performance, but like. He he really felt like he stepped up in this movie, and it it sucks that it falls short. But uh, he sneaks into the camp and everything. I love Magneto telling Pyro off, like yeah. like even though him and Charles are such rivals, they're still like such good friends at the end of it. Where Pyro is basically like jealous of. of I would have killed the professor he, yeah, if like, you'd given like, me the chance. Yeah, he's like I, he's like I'm only jealous that I didn't get to kill Xavier. Or whatever. He's like, hey, he's like Charles Xavier helped more. Of you know, mutants than you can ever even. He did more for mutants than you ever will. So like the o- the only out. regret I have is that he had to die for our dream to yeah, live. Yeah, exactly. Like what a great lie. He, he puts him in his place so quick. Like, hey, dude, you better watch out talking shit on Charles. Like, <laughs> you realize this? What this guy has done? Like, because I mean, it, it's it's the thing, the dynamic you've seen played out in almost every version of fiction. But I mean, Charles and Eric are just the two sides of the same coin. Right. right? They both want the same thing. Or both different means to an end, so it's like they have such a mutual respect for each other. So, it, like Magneto is not glad that Xavier's dead. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he feels something for him. Right. So, uh, did they show like you again? Ass d- kid. Delete, uh, uh, the deleted scenes are fresh in my mind because I, I just I, I watched know. them before dinner. Um, did we see his underground? bunker in the forest in the movie no. or nope. is that deleted nope. scenes okay. i would have remembered that <laughs> yeah okay yeah see was... 
And they did two different versions, mm-hmm. one where he's all clean shaven and then another where he's just it looks like he's been down there for a while hiding. He mm-hmm. just has his grizzled beard. So this scene of of Wolverine fighting people in the woods post Logan sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah. like no like, blood on I, his I closet. Can't, yeah, at I can't. All. <laughs> I can't deal with a PG-13 Logan anymore. Because <laughs> that's the only thing I could think of, like him just running through the trees, like slashing people, and I'm like, man, this really sucks now compared to that other scene we got. <laughs> like one of the best climaxes of all time. Uh, but he finds Gene and Magneto shows up. He's like, basically, I could, you know, I could. You don't think I could sense the metal in you from a mile away? He said dude? smell. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't mean, you can't smell it. I'm just saying he said smell. Mary asked me, she's like, can he really smell? I was like, it's a figure of speech. <laughs> you can't smell metal. It's like he could probably feel it because he's connected to it. So it's like, there's a large amount of metal in this area all of a sudden. He Maybe said it's smell. that dude. That's <laughs> and he made. can probably tell what kind it is, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. And well, how it moves. Because yeah. he I mean, says he specifically, like, I could smell that adamantium from a mile away. And I love that he just like throws him up against the tree and shit. And he's like, he's like I'm here for Gene. He's like, She's not here against her will. You know, she wants to go. She could go. Uh, and like, you're like, well, I couldn't stop her if I wanted to, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> it's funny, too, because it's like, yeah, it's like, you think I'm keeping her here? <laughs> she could take over this whole thing if she wanted we could to. all just disappear if she wanted us to. Um, so the government, being as smart as they are, decides to go with a brilliant plan of just send guys with guns in. To a like, camp of mutants. Was that supposed to work? Even if Magneto and all of them had still been there, was that supposed to work? What were they gonna do? Well, they, it was the cure that they had, right? So they would have just yes. started shooting them. We don't know because we never get to see them fire True. the guns because they show up and it's just multiple man there. And then he surrenders instead of punches. Yeah. And then we get like the coolest scene of all time <laughs> of all the mutants on the Golden Gate Bridge, <laughs> dude. And one of the worst time lapses. This is, this is cool, huh? Dude, it's all you don't okay. like the scene. I think what ruins the scene for me is it, holds it suddenly up too. it suddenly turns to night. Like that, that sucks. It's bright <laughs> like, as day. Happened? It's bright as day up until yeah, like right well, as they is, walk up to Alcatraz. It is, it is dusk. It's not even like it is dusk. They do have their headlights on prior to him moving the bridge. It's pretty bright, but yeah, it's, it's, but then like the camera changes angles. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, like it's night and day. It's literally it's, n- yeah. It's like yeah. So did they like break <laughs> well, for dinner? Di- yeah. Did yeah. they like break for dinner after he moved the bridge? They're like, yeah. all right, guys, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna round this up here in about a couple a picnic hours. Basket go get some sushi. Yeah. <laughs> Re- Magneto's like, let's go destroy the mutant with the cure. Actually. Guys, there's a great seafood <laughs> right here. I haven't been in this neighborhood forever. You guys, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I need to order DoorDash. Yeah, everybody meet back here in a He's couple like, hours. Actually, we'll just move the bridge back over this way into downtown San Francisco. We'll go grab a bite to eat, then we'll come back. But him, I think the CG and everything on him moving the bridge holds up. Like, dude, it looks really good still. Oh, yeah. I was watching that's it. I was like, good, dude, dude, I'm still amazed by this. Like, that's a kick-ass scene, dude. That's like the most bomb thing that we've ever gotten to see Magneto do. That they hadn't done anything like that in the previous movies. Right. It's like this guy can control metal. You know how much metal there is <laughs> everywhere, and they don't yeah. show him do anything with it that's really threatening. I love that in Days of Future Past. I think when he just drops the stadium around yeah. the White yeah. House, just boom! Like this is by my, that point they finally were now. like, oh, maybe we <laughs> should use this ultra powerful character we have. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, and it immediately goes to night, which, which sucks. That that part is really dumb. Like, um, and then they get to fight it in the night. Yeah. 
the X-Men all decide to stand together like you know we have to do this together we're X-Men but that hero entrance is so awesome Oh, with them all like jumping out of the X-Jet like Colossus lands and Kitty phases through the ground and Storm flies out and Wolverine like the shot of them like holding the line of all standing together it's a badass shot it's a cool visual yeah yeah I, it's one of those things you kept waiting for them to say it too. I was like, <laughs> like they're, are they going to say boom, it? Boom. <laughs> Just kept waiting for like that close up on like Storm or Wolverine's face. Like this is our last stand. Like, oh no, <laughs> they did it. They did it. <laughs> but they didn't do it luckily. But. So it would have been too cheesy. Yep. They, prob- uh, love, they probably filmed it. I love that like probably. Juggernaut and stuff tries to go or whatever. And he's like, no, no, no. And Chess, he's in the pawns first. <laughs> Which yeah. is also a great line too. Oh, it's great. And it's like perfectly in character. Like, right. let these guys all go. <laughs> Why do you think I recruited all of these people? <laughs> yeah. Like, ninety percent of them are probably useless to me. <laughs> Past um, somebody to shoot. Going at. back to because um, they start just taking them out with their their weapons, their plastic right. guns. Because yeah, they I was say point out anything. that they're plastic. And uh, it's it's because he goes to the movie, he's like, oh, plastic guns. Like they finally figured out. It's like, yeah, it took him long. It only took him three movies. They finally learned. But going back to like where you were saying, Gene does nothing. There's there's yeah. a scene in that deleted scene where that's going on, and Magneto's kind of there's freaking a scene out. Within the scene. Well, there's a scene that the deleted yeah. scenes where he turns around. There's and a lie he's in like, that fight scene. Gene, by the way. Mm-hmm. do something. You know, stop these. Take them out. Mm-hmm. And she's just like chilling and watching like, it all go nope. down. And he's like, Gene, what, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And she's just like staring at it. Yeah, like, that would have been yeah. great okay. to see. Actually, don't think I will. So that they fight, and yeah, Beast turns into a beast for all <laughs> Beast mode. You know, yeah. Like puns aside, like yeah, he uh, he just goes crazy. He's like flipping around shit, like basically like flying almost. He's just like and, like just lunges himself at people, and like you don't get to see it obviously because it's PG thirteen. There's like one shot of him on top of a dude that's just like he's like clawing a dude to death or something. He's like ripping him apart. Like Lord, he broke my. a guy's neck in one of the deleted scenes. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And I love uh, one of my favorite shots is when like the guy goes to punch Kitty and she phases through him and then grabs him and takes him by the back collar and throws him on the ground. Finally, Magneto tells Juggernaut go get the boy. So he you know runs in and busts through the wall and Kitty sees it. Like now, if I get there first, and so she runs in as well. That was great too. Yeah, and in in a couple of the deleted scenes in that fight. There's a part where Storm sends down like torrential rain and then electrocutes yeah. everybody in the water. Yeah, that would be cool. And see. then another shot where, you know, like the big fat guy who turns skinny that we've seen. Oh, you know, yeah. his name was Fat. Okay, he's an actual oh actor. Yeah. He, he's an actual character okay. in the comics. Fat from the ecstatics. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's Mike right, Allred's yeah. yeah, ecstatics. But he was, he's running and he's like giant. Iceman freezes him and Colossus comes up and shatters, shatters him. him. That's yeah. kind of cool. I mean, there's some, uh, there's I, some and sweet, a lot of the stuff they cut out, I felt stuff. they just went, uh, the, these good guys shouldn't be killing people, so we can't really show that. But dude, they, I mean, they were and straight they up like, like that, that storm scene people. when she just like literally just drenches them all. And they even, I think she even looks down and sees like Wolverine fighting. And I, I don't know if it went through her head. Like, I'm gonna do this, but he's gonna survive it anyway, and just electrocute them all. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I mean, there's there's some really good stuff in those deleted scenes. Um, spiky guy and the fast girl go find Angel's dad and the other scientist. Bad lady. hugger. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what Honest Trailer calls bad him hugger. is the bad hugger. And he just kills that lady. Bad hugger. He's like, look, yeah, because he because he hugs the lady and then his spikes She's come like, out. Uh, don't hurt him. Gotcha. Don't hurt him. He's like, so yeah, honest, tra- honest trailer calls him the bad hugger. They go gotcha. to throw the scientist off the roof and Angel comes in and saves the day. 
Which is his dad. Yeah. Which is, I mean. And that, then we never see, or no, we do see him again, like the last shot of the movie of him like flying through again. He's got some good body strength to uh, be flying in the air and holding his dad. That's the first right. thing I thought of was like, is that yeah, a power? Yeah, Angel or? doesn't have super strength. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that doesn't seem right. But he okay. like throws one arm over <laughs> yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, he's just like, he, I got you. I, I always. <laughs> he was my, pretty toned up. Did you see him? Yeah, my, but I mean. My my justification is is that with like the inertia, like with him with him flying, it would be like him carrying him in water, essentially. Okay. Right? Like if he's flying forward and, you know, I mean, with, with the lift and stuff, I would assume that. that I just. Thought it was I don't a, understand science. I just I'm thought totally it was a movie that up. had one dude with metal claws and another guy with wings and didn't really think that much about the logic of the movie, to be honest with you. Well, then again, we have it was so know, Psylocke, who's camouflage, and yeah. Callisto, who can run fast. And, yeah, you know. which I don't think was necessary. Yeah. Because uh, I think I think Callisto, I think it would have even made her cooler and made more sense if she didn't have super speed because super speed is one of those where it's like a really cool power, but it's really hard to work with because like, no way should Storm have ever been able to fight her with mm. with super speed. Yeah, but if she was just a really good hand to hand combat, she, she lays a pretty good punch on her at one point though, because like she's like zooming around punching Storm a couple of times. She does get one pretty good hit on her though, where the, she kind the, of the ant- clothesline, yeah, where she anticipates where she's gonna be. I was like, there you go, girl, I like that. <laughs> right, but I mean, I think I think it works better, and I think it makes more sense if, if she doesn't have that power, and I think it makes her more badass too. I think that's a cop out. Well, we had this discussion I think yesterday at the store where. They have, I don't know how many hundreds of characters they can choose from. And they just why? Why do you like? I'm gonna take Psylocke and give her these other powers for the movie. (laughs) Pick someone with those powers. There is a mutant out there that has those powers. And they've done that with like all. They've done that with like all the movies too. Oh yeah. It's like they just take random characters. We were gonna ask you last week. Who's the guy with the dreadlocks? Whippy whip hair. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those things. I'm like, no, I. Uh, he could have convinced me. Like, yeah, no, uh, yeah, we figured you would know that. But uh, I call him Whippy Whip. Why not have it be somebody though? Like McCord saying, you got hundreds of mutants you could That's use. Right. Like, why not have it be a character? And it's such a dumb power. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna good. if you're gonna make up somebody, make up somebody like make up somebody with not Whippy Whip hair powers. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Dread Knock Your Ass Out. Because <laughs> uh, they're like Kitty are running. Cool scene, okay. cool visual of <laughs> although of, thanks. Okay, <laughs> what b- bothered me, and you don't see like a, a long lasting shot of Kitty running a lot, mm-hmm. but she runs like spaz. Like oh, you yeah. get enough of a sense, like <laughs> she runs really spastically. <laughs> um, let me ask you guys: a lot of people have a problem with Juno Ellen Page, as uh, I always call her Juno. Uh, that's just uh, what I see her. That's why the first thing comes to my head. A lot of people have a problem with her as Kitty. I don't mind her that much. I don't mind her at I don't, all. The thing, okay. she... I've, I've seen her beat up a lot. My over... issue with Kitty is they should have had they screw Rogue from the first movie. It should have been Kitty. A hundred percent. And that would have been fine with that. That's my only problem. With because that. I don't we'll, have a problem we'll, with her. Our, our problem is, is that they didn't use her enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah. But I've heard a lot of people beat up beat up that casting. So no, I just wanted I, to, yeah, I don't, I don't have, have a problem. Um, yeah, because I mean, Wolverine is a mentor. I mean, the girl her. that popped that was there was Kitty in the first one, I think, because I think the professor even Kitty and she runs through the wall after you see class. her in like one shot, yeah. and and it's not Ellen Page, but I'm like, oh, that she looks like Kitty. That that's fine. Is she the one in Umbrella Academy? Yes. yes. Okay. Yep, yep. You know, she asked me who Julia Roberts was the other day. What? Pretty woman. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I I remember that. I know. Name, At least name the once movie, a week, I know there's that. some A-list celebrity. <laughs> the horror that will melt your heart. <laughs> <laughs> if you say the role that I, you know, that I've seen, I, I'll remember. At least once a week, Mary asks name. me who some like, not like D or E-list celebrity. It's like some A-list celebrity. <laughs> who's Brad Pitt? Yeah, like she's always at. I'm like, who's Julia Roberts? <laughs> but for real, but what has he been in? Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. Brad Pitt? What has he been you're in? You're kidding now. <laughs> Shut up. No, really? Now she's trolling. Uh, you're is trolling he the one in, Is he the one in Every Mission Impossible? Fight Club. Mission no. I never watched that. that. That's Tom Cruise. That's oh Tom my Cruise. God. Okay. We're moving That's on. Sorry. Sorry. You are fired. <laughs> I am <laughs> fired. <laughs> I don't know actors. I'm oh, terrible. Apparently. Yeah. Not knowing actors is like one thing like not knowing like the biggest Brad celebrity Pitt. not knowing the, the difference between George Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise yes <laughs> you because say that American with a like, questioning like yes I, and that Batman. is familiar okay there you go because of American yes he was Batman <laughs> yes. because, because of American Dad that's how you know George Clooney <laughs> is George Batman. Clooney an American Dad that's like saying I know Nathan Fillion from Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer <laughs> like <laughs> who is George Clooney and American Dad Himself. No, they had a oh, whole. They had a yeah. They had a whole oh. episode about how Francine hated him because oh. so he he looks rim. down yeah, did, and then did. looks up and then says his line. Let's use oh. our magneto powers. And so it's always like ingrained rail. in my mind that he oh. does that. that he that's was a lap, Kylie. That's a lap. <laughs> ER. Is he? In yes. ER? Good. Never watched it. Know that he's in it. Good. So, because ER. of American Dad. <laughs> so Ellen Page. Ellen Page. So Kitty Pride. <laughs> Grabs Juggernaut's legs and like drags him down, which is which pretty is awesome. cool. Yeah, and, and that's a great way to stop the Juggernaut too. No, except but, for it doesn't work at all. Right. But it, it would have been. Nothing can stop. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> oh, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> yes, it's a terrible line. Dude, it is. They had to have only done that, but it's, in one but, take because like there's no way that's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, there's no way that's the best take of that but that's one such okay, a juggernaut line though like juggernaut is this big but it's the fact the that it's said in like a high higher pitched bitchy ass yeah. British voice but I like it's not Benny intimidating Jones. at all is Brad oh, in Mr. and Mrs. Smith yes yeah. okay. oh. alright <laughs> seven did you ever see seven no, no we're still I don't think so seven Maybe? years in Tibet meet um, Joe Black Mijo Black's actually really good. Like, it's really long. Button. Yeah. You cannot tell me that the voice you always had in your head for Juggernaut was like, I oh, I'm a Juggernaut. You I know, go like, back to Brad Pitt. I never had a voice. <laughs> that's him. why it doesn't work. You know? Yeah, it's like, I, I go back to the 92 cartoon. He's got that dude. Because you know, he's, he's like, a big old Yeah, like, Charles. <laughs> like, like, Patrick Stewart and Ian Aren't McKellen you welcome sound your exactly brother? like what I think Xavier and Magneto should sound like to mm. each other. You know what I mean? And maybe that's just because I dude, saw these movies Magne- as a young kid. Dude, but like, Ian McKellen's voice is like the most perfect voice in the it world. Is. That's for why Magneto. all the speeches Same he with Kelsey gives Frazier. are amazing. Uh, Kelsey, Kelsey Frazier. Frazier. <laughs> yes. That Same is, with Kelsey that Frazier. That is what I'm calling him for now. <laughs> Kelsey Frazier. Kelsey Frazier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He also has like the perfect beast voice. Oh yeah, too. no, that's like he. That is like the perfect casting. Dude, Juno yeah. gets to the cure kid and can't get him out because she goes to run through a wall and runs into it because she has no powers. If she, I mean, I don't know like what the distance is that you have to be away from him, but obviously she's too close to take him with her. Um, so that sucks. But she she thinks 
quick. Yeah, she's she's smart enough to figure it out, which I really <laughs> like because Kitty. One of the things that I don't she's feel is is represented well enough um, outside of the comics is how smart Kitty is. Mm-hmm. Kitty's like a samurai. Uh, not in this movie, she wouldn't be at that point yet. Yeah. But but she's like a computer electrical engineer. Like mm-hmm. I mean, she can hack into security systems. I mean, she is a smart. She's one of the smartest X Men. There's the big brawl going out outside still, and then this is where Beast weaponizes the cure after being upset that they were going to weaponize the cure. Another reason <laughs> to have Cyclops. Because if Cyclops came up and used used it as a weapon... And Anyone but Beast, because he's the one that took a stand against it. That's why it bothers me. Well, but, but here's the thing. like Scott would have done that, and they would have mm-hmm. been like, what the hell? What about all this? Like, what about the hypocrisy and Scott just being like, I did what I had to do. Yeah. Like, that's a total Scott thing. Like, it's a leader yeah. move. Like, I did, I finished the mission. That's Cyclops yeah. in, that's Cyclops, like, in, a, like, the shortest example ever. Like, I right. finished the mission. I did what had to be done. Yeah, and mission, he could, and he could even be completely lectured by Beast after about how wrong it is. And, and he would defend himself. Yeah, and Scott would have been like, yeah, and I would have done it again. Yep. I, I, um, I want I want you. someone to take that scene where uh, the the cure is sitting there and it's Storm Beast and Wolverine, and I want them to just loop it over and over. So like Wolverine's looking at it and he looks up, and Beast's looking at him, and then he looks down, and he looks up, and then Storm's <laughs> looking at him, looks down. They're all just kind of doing that eye, their eye, and they're all they're all doing the they're all just doing the Return of the Jedi thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. <laughs> but in in one of in one of the comics iterations of the cure what that i really think that this is where beast could have been even how did they not at least play one song from the cure in this movie be quiet that's true that's true um (laughs) it was right there for the taking Be quiet. Especially with Cyclops being all sad at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> he just sits in his room with his cure albums. Dude, that would have been perfect. <laughs> it's 2006, not 1996. <laughs> uh, um, that would have been a really, like, that would have been way too clever for this movie. That's yeah, the problem. That's it's true. like, oh, let's set it around the cure and they put the cure. Like, that would have been funny. It's too funny for this movie. <laughs> um, but- I would be one of the people that didn't get it. So. That's why it would have, because it's a high brow humor. You don't know you're not going to know who the cure is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remembered he was in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. After like five minutes. <laughs> I don't know anything else. And that was really a wild guess. It was between him and somebody else. It was some other guy. It was a Mr. Him or someone else that has that buzzy cut. <laughs> the buzzy cut. <laughs> Uh, any, anyway, one on. thing that they touched on that I don't think this is another one of those things where it's like, oh, you were so close to going there and you didn't actually go there was that Beast traditionally in these cure things is seduced by the idea that there is this cure out there, mm, yes. that he can finally look like a normal person. And I mean, and he brings it up like. Is it really that bad to want to look normal? Like, I mean, he brings yeah. that up in one I like conversation. That he defends it, and he and when he sees himself, you know, when he able's to see his hand when he's mm-hmm. with Leech, and you know, things like that. But like, there's especially in Joss Whedon's run, which I don't know where the timeline falls on that. But in Whedon's run, when he does the which cure, see in two weeks for that. Beast has Beast has the cure in his lab. And Wolverine walks in and he's like, dude, what the crap are you doing? What are you doing with the cure? He's like, oh, I'm just analyzing it. He's like, beast, 
what are you doing? You mm. got to get rid of it. No, I'm just analyzing beast. Hmm. You're like the way you're looking at that, like. And how could you I, I not, know, though? Like, I you know can't. you're thinking about that. You got to get rid of, you know, and I think they could have. And that's just that's one of those things I that they like, touched on that they didn't go all the way in They on. used Rogue yeah. for that. That, that. That's why I like that plot thread for Rogue because it's a good plot thread. It's just done really horribly. Mm-hmm. Having her be motivated by a boy to do it. It just, she has no independence at all. It, it's dumb. But, so they, they end the fight by giving Magneto the cure and yeah. then the army comes and starts shooting their stuff and... Gene stops them and then explodes and Jean's them. Gene's like, okay. Gene's Jean, just starts killing everybody. Yeah. Like, Morlocks. Yeah, she, yeah, she like, doesn't care. Gene basically like gets off the recliner. She's like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Time to fuck some shit up. <laughs> I, I do like the switcheroo though with Magneto. Like it actually works with him like kind of being full of himself. Like because Logan comes at him like, dude, how many times we got to do this? Like you're full of metal. Like you're not going to do anything to me. And then they come up and give him the cure from behind. It's like, oh, okay. Like actually pretty good ploy. Because, like, Magneto can't help himself to, like, not be a, a paying attention. Like, And exactly. all that's a throwback to the beginning of the movie, which I also like. Mm-hmm. Where, where like, Wolverine's not playing as a team member, and yeah. then all of a sudden he is. But that's another part that my well, wife they even was bring like, the lion back, we right? need Cyclops there. Yeah. You know, we need Cyclops for that. Like, that's not, Wolver- that's, not, that's not Wolverine. That's not what we've seen him do throughout the entire movie. Like, yeah. I mean, they, they they even bring the line back where Storm's like, best defense is good offense, right? And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast being a visual medium. You guys Wolverine tries to stop Gene and is failing <laughs> and he's getting pushed away and his clothes this are ripping off. This scene is cool off. though, where you're seeing like his skin get ripped off in the yeah. adamantium and stuff. Uh, this like, is when my wife's like, oh, you're telling me his pants are going to stay on? Everything else is getting ripped apart, but his pants are staying on. <laughs> she just wanted to see his dick. Oh, and I, well, my, my, that, my, I shot the Iron She's Man like, come 3. On. Iron Man 3, like, well, Pepper Potts falls into the fire and her little sports bra stayed on. So I guess that's how it happens in the superhero <laughs> And somehow you're the bad guy. She's like, you would bring that Yeah, up. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she left the room and Kylie slept on the couch. <laughs> He's like, how did this happen? <laughs> he finally um, gets to Jean right. Grey and then he kills her. Which again brings me back to the whole anticlimactic. But it brings me back to the whole thing that like she is the problem with this movie because it is so wasted to kill her at the end of the last one to bring her back just to kill her again at the end of this movie. It's so useless to have her in this movie. They never really do anything with her that matters other than killing Scott, which is a stupid decision anyway. So like. It's just dumb. There was no reason to shove Phoenix stuff into this movie. Just do the Cure storyline. That could have been the third X-Men movie. It would have been just fine. In in the singer version, Phoenix doesn't die. Singer version. In, 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 in the, X2? It, well, in no, X3. In, in, his, in, his X3 in, in X3, gotcha. she basically does what she does in Dark Phoenix, where she chooses to leave and becomes kind of this cosmic force. The so. singer version was a musical version. Hugh Jackman wears a top hat through most of it and pretends to be P.T. Barney. Hey, <laughs> hey, if anybody can do a musical version, it's Hugh Jackman. It's probably true. And I probably would have loved it. <laughs> Ian McKellen comes out. He's like, whoa. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, and Patrick Stewart. No, all been all three of them can sing. That would have been pretty cool. All right. I know how to get this cast back together now. Guys. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would not be surprised if Vinnie Jones has done some stage work as well. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me. The fighting has ended and they're rebuilding the bridge and then all the children are at school and Logan walks out and is contemplating something. 
they, they, they have a shot that they stay on for like a pretty good amount of time too of just Kitty Pride standing in front of Xavier's oh, yeah. grave. It's like, do they even have a scene together in any of these movies? Like, like it's just her like staring. In the at first it. one, like, when it wasn't Juno. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like it's like, am I supposed to feel something for that? Do they ever even have lines to to each other? Well, really? This was, this was my oh, argument yeah, and then with the rogue got, And then the rogue got the cure. The rogue. The rogue. The rogue. <laughs> rogue got the cure. And she comes back. He's like, I didn't want this. She's like, I know. That's what I wanted. It's like, no, it's not. You only wanted it because you saw him getting flirty with Kitty. Stupid. And you said you saw the deleted scene where she actually didn't get the cure. She goes, I couldn't do it. It's me. It's like, You're going to have to deal with it. This is me. Well, because she in the deleted one, she even apologized. She's like, I'm sorry, Bobby. I couldn't yeah, do it. It's like, I, I never asked you exactly. to do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and even, they both suck. <laughs> and, yeah, and even even in the beginning when, when she was going through her whole spiel, you're, you're only a boy and you only think of one thing. He's like, have I ever put any pressure on you yeah, at all? He tells her, he's like, that's not fair. Like, have, like, I, have I ever given you any indication that I have a problem with the, the arrangement of our relationship? Yeah, yeah when, when she saw him making out with Kitty in the <laughs> fountain. In, in the deleted <laughs> scene. <Yeah>. In the <laughs> fountain. That was what it was. It yeah. was a big old fountain. They were out us. there like the opening to Friends. <laughs> oh my god Brad, Brad Pitt was in that right that's right <laughs> funny thing he? is he was yeah, yeah I was just gonna say I was gonna say I was gonna say like wait a minute yes Did he was he actually guest star on Friends yes he was back when they could get Brad Pitt with TV money well it's cause he was dating Jennifer he, Aniston right oh that's well, he's true married they, to Jennifer. Yeah, they were married oh yeah that's right they were yeah. but they that's had a, that's a form of dating <laughs> it is they had big stars on that show, oh, like yeah. Bruce. George Willis. Clooney was even on it. Bruce Willis, Paul Rudd. See, yeah. I I can recognize faces. <laughs> Paul Rudd was like a regular yes. for like a season and a half. Yeah, yeah near the end. Yeah, he, he was because he was with Phoebe for a while. Yeah. What is friend? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wolverine walks out of the mansion and looks at the, the sky. End. Oh yeah, we see Archangel. And then wait, we, is that a scene? Archangel. Sure. That's. It's Angel, but in the credits, he's credited as Archangel. Oh, really? I don't yeah. think I noticed that. Because huh. he had yeah. like, the that's iron. two different characters. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's the same character, but it's a different It's a different version, version. of that character. Yeah, well, but I it, was... in the credits, he's listed as Archangel. The first time I watched it, I thought, this is it. Like, this is how Angel becomes mm-hmm. Dark Angel. And then I thought Apocalypse was going to be the next trilogy. Yeah. Like, because uh, that's how they kind of do it in the animated series is that he gets the quote unquote cure. And then Apocalypse takes him in and is like, I can make you better than you've ever been before. And he turns him into death. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, my my brain is, that's where I thought that he was totally going. Um, it didn't. The first time I was watching. It's funny it, you it, thought that because I watched this and I was like, this is it. No more X-Men movies. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> uh, last shot is in a park of, of Magneto playing chess by himself, and he gets the little Where they show you that the wiggle. cure didn't, didn't really cure work. anything, apparently. So are we supposed to believe that either A, he is so powerful of a mutant that it couldn't cure him, or that the cure itself is just temporary? That the cure is temporary. Okay. It's temporary. Because they don't give you a clear... Is it like yeah. it's just wearing off, or it didn't work on him because he is so powerful? I think it's no. just a... It which is temporary. why they all have their powers so in Rogue Days of Future Past. So Rogue her time, which makes her plot thread even more dumb. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. just check. But they believed, they believed that it was permanent. And remember, Beast didn't do any of the analytics on it himself. That's he true. looked at the FDA research, and he even says is this viable and they said yes we believe so mm. so i mean they didn't they didn't have a long Not enough yes, it is so yeah. just that we believe so yeah we believe so he didn't have a long enough time to know 
whether or not it was going to like everything suggested that it was going to be permanent. Mm-hmm. They didn't have, I mean, they only, they only had it for like a week or something. You know, they didn't have enough time to to test it to see the longevity of how long it would last. You guys want to talk about that Charles is still alive? The, the, the other the other thing yeah. that they backed out of, like, hey, we killed yeah. this character off. Well, no, we didn't. They, like they were covering their asses just oh, in case. Like, yeah. like we killed Charles. Unless you guys didn't like that, <laughs> we didn't kill him. Which I'm like, you know what? That's the most comic book thing you guys have ever done. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think Charles in the comics has died like four times. Oh yeah, <laughs> four least, or five yeah. times. And he keeps coming back. And that's X Men last. Mary, I'm gonna get right to the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. Fifty-seven percent, sixty-one percent audience score. X Men Last Stand. Was it that bad? Yes or no? And what is your personal score? Um, I think I liked it better than Dark Phoenix, but not like hmm. too much better. He, I did. You did? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I don't remember what I, did I, I give Dark very Phoenix close a five. Me. I'd give this a five and a half, I guess. We're doing Rotten, We're doing tomatoes. Rotten tomatoes. Oh, then, percentage. Okay, fifty-seven is where it's at. Is it better 57? or worse than that? Is it that bad? Fifty-seven. I mean, if you I, consider fifty-seven, I would really bad. only go up to sixty for my personal. Okay. So it's not that bad, but it's really it's, only it's, it's like pretty three. close to where so <laughs> it's rated pretty much where you think it should be. Yeah, McCord is it that bad? I'm gonna give it a little boost. Like I think they just had so many opportunities that were so close that it could have made it great, mm-hmm. even. Um, and there some were, good ideas, and there, there and and there were definite moments. One thing that I didn't have any of, and I said this before in Dark Phoenix, was I felt zero emotion. Yeah. The peak of my emotion at all in that movie was when the spaceship was going into a dark cloud. And I thought, oh, my gosh, are they going to bring in the Fantastic Four to this? Yeah, <laughs> and then they didn't. They already got scrolls. That that was that was literally the most amount of emotion I felt in that entire movie. Like, I didn't I didn't feel like. I didn't feel bored or anything. I just felt, you know how sometimes when you lie awake at night and you're just simply awake, Mm. you're just thinking about things and you're awake, but you're not really bored and you're not really tired and you're just kind of there. That's how I felt about Dark Phoenix. Mm. (laughs) In this movie, I say things like, Beast was fantastic. Magneto was fantastic. There was this scene that was awesome. There was this scene that was awesome. There was this scene that, that was emotional. There's a lot of bad in this movie, but I think, I think it was just on the cusp of being a, maybe even the best. They just needed to fix just a things few things would build things. and then just you wouldn't get payoff. And exactly. they would build and then they would And I and I totally payoff. agree that it, all of that has to deal with the Phoenix. Like almost everything with the cure that sides that's how I felt with Age of Apocalypse too. I loved everything that didn't have anything to do with Apocalypse. <laughs> so, I mean, I would give this 70 maybe even as high as a 75 because i actually liked it a lot more than i thought i did because there were i think i liked more parts of this than i didn't like kylie is it that bad i'm sticking with the 57 that sounds right i'm right there with you i'm gonna say it's up to you is it that bad or is it that good it's right where like you can say you can look at it whatever lens you want to it's as bad as 57 or it's as good as 57 i'll let you (laughs) you know through the eye of the beholder. 57 yeah. feels pretty... It's a little bit better than average. I would say 50% yeah. would be average. It's a little better than that. Yeah. Um, I agree. Is it... I mean, I, I feel like people point to this one as like the worst... This is the one people bring up with like X-Men movies. Like, well, it's better than the last... I don't... Is this the worst X-Men movie? I think they I don't need, think so. I think no, they need to rewatch it. No, First Class is the worst X-Men movie. No. <laughs> 
Origins also, is worse than this. Also, no. Wolverine no. Origins, Origins is the worst. Wolverine Origins, Origins only falls apart that last 25 minutes. The, the rest of that movie is, is pretty bad. I will give you that. The last 25 <laughs> minutes is pure shit. But leading up to that, that hour and 10 or whatever, great. That's a great movie. Yes, Apocalypse those... is worse than this. Than Last Stand, I think too. I I, I would do. Mm. I would agree that again. Too. Hugh Jackman saves the he he the the ones that Wolverine's not in. Man, it just <laughs> you really feel it. I'm sorry, no. but it's it's true. Yeah, Wolverine Origins for me. That's that's the worst. I have such I, a I hard agree. time with that that's, movie. I, that, I From like, beginning to end, I have a hard time. I'd with rather that watch movie. this than that. No, no. And there's then, no beast in Origins. <laughs> That right there. Wolverine's kind of a beast. Leave Schreiber as Sabretooth doesn't do it for me. Oh, yeah. see, I he like him. I actually think, I actually think really? he's one of the awesome. best parts of the movie. Dude, that's, I like I like that wrestler all, they had I, in the I first I felt one. that was almost as, as good casting as what Kelsey. Did you tell me it was Victor? Kelsey Frazier is a beast. <laughs> and, then the, and then the whole, like, gambit shooting cards out of his hands. You have to say who and... he actually plays. <laughs> Victor! <laughs> Like the whole gambit thing, that, I mean, that sucks. Gambit sucks. Oh, yeah, there's just... Will I Am sucks, Blob sucks. Yeah, that's a really bad movie. Uh, yeah, I'd put it above Apocalypse too. Cuckoo Chew got screwed, sucks. It all sucks. Yeah, um, even the Wolverine, I don't like all that much either, but that's probably better than this. The but... Wolverine for me, the Wolverine's really good until the last 10 minutes. Seems to be a trend with these X Men. <laughs> well, well, which, like, which dark? I'll give Dark Phoenix that. That move was the opposite. It was like pretty close to terrible until that train scene <laughs> at the end. Like that was the one that, like, what if we got the third act kind of right? It's like cool, you guys fixed it, but you guys forgot to make the rest of the movie entertaining. <laughs> well, in, seems to be a problem here. In in the Wolverine, it's a political thriller. He's fighting ninjas, and then all of a sudden, there's like a magic samurai <laughs> that has. That melts his claws off and some weird crazy snake lady. Like all of a sudden, we're just like oh. you know, comics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, I I liked the wolf. I liked the Wolverine. Up did until, you ever see like, the, the director's cut? Uh-uh. The extended cut. There's some pretty cool stuff. Is, they cut out. Anything else before we move into weekly picks? Okay, I'm about done with this movie. I don't know about you guys. Okay. Yeah. All right. So weekly picks. Mary, do you have a weekly pick this week? I do actually. Right. She does. Yes, I'm gonna pick an anime. <laughs> I, I, like, I got ice cream man. Anime. <laughs> I'm gonna pick an anime. Did, a did, movie. Did we have your ice cream man? I did, forgot to ask. Okay. I'll, I'll look for it this weekend. <laughs> Hopefully, I can get it. I, it should still be there, maybe. Hopefully. Anyways, I'm gonna pick. It's called A Silent Voice. It's been it's been out for a while, but I, it's finally on Netflix, so I was able to watch it. It's really good. It's uh, it's about bullying. It's about a deaf girl, and she's being bullied. It's the silent voice. <laughs> okay <laughs> i get the title <laughs> yes this uh, is our last kind of like the last stand <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets emotional it hits like you know bullying's bad okay, it's bad. okay. <laughs> uh, 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 bullying's bad uh, uh, you shouldn't bully <laughs> so i would recommend to watch that okay mccord is that uh, where can we watch that netflix okay it's on okay. netflix right now weekly pick um, so my weekly pick comes from last week, mostly because I wasn't here last week. But Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Someone go see it because Fox needs the money real bad. I love it when people come in the store and like just waiting for the movie. Oh, what movie are you gonna see? Dark Phoenix. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that's all I say. Oh, okay. Uh, no. Uh, 
But I am going to keep with the X-Men. Dude, Uncanny X-Men that came out last week by Michael Rosenberg was incredible. It it was one of those one issues that wraps up almost an entire year of storylines, but it's not. Because they're closing that thing down right now. It, ready for it is. To so, in, so, I mean, I think we still got three or four more issues left. But they're starting to put the toys back in the toy box, right? Right. Yeah, so it's it's gearing up towards the climax, and man, did it take a turn. Dude, I'm ready for it. <laughs> and it's it's one of those where it wraps up about a year's worth of storylines uh, from Rosenberg, and you realize that basically everything you've been reading uh, isn't necessarily what you've been reading. It means nothing. It was all a dream. No, no. Oh. It, it's better than that because it does mean things, but it is still one of those things that you just didn't see coming. It's like a Legion mindfuck. Yeah, pretty much. And all of a sudden, you're just like, holy crap. Like, I can't believe that, you know, the characters have been manipulated that way. And, you know, kind of who's behind the scenes of it all. X-Men characters like, is manipulated? Is this like Age of X? That's, what, that's the vibe I'm getting from what you're saying. But. No, it's it's all real time. All right. Spo- spoilers. <laughs> Spo- spoiler time. You find out that in the last... 20 issues we have not seen Emma Frost at all and you realize that she has been manipulating everything from behind the scenes and the sweet scenes that we've seen with Captain America and Cyclops actually working together totally mystique the whole time Captain America's the totally, whole time. totally mystique and Emma Frost is working for the government to eliminate basically all of her threats by t- turning Cyclops onto those threats. Mr. Sinister, Dark Beast, like all these other huh. threats that are still out there in the in the universe. And all of a sudden you're just like, and it's been Emma the whole time. And not by mind controlling. She's just been pulling a string here and a hmm. string there and a, and a piece over here and a piece over there. And it's masterful in the way that it's set up. Okay. Um... I'm not going to pick this one, but I will say I have I've just finally, after all these years, getting around to watching Deadwood, and it's amazing. Okay. Uh, but my pick is uh, Good Omens, uh, the Neil Gaiman Amazon. Oh, uh, okay. Show that's um, good, huh? Yeah, I was sick over the weekend, so I binged through all six episodes of that. It was good. I read the book; uh, it followed the book very well. Um, it's yeah, it was, it was good. Check it out. Sweet. Um, Spider Man. Yes. Yeah, um, I guessed it right. But uh, quick shout <laughs> out to quick, quick, yeah, quick shout out to the ride Burning Desire, which also came out this week. And if you haven't, you know, checked out our interview with Doug Wagner from two weeks ago, make sure you do that. But I hope everyone picked out that picked that book up this week because it was very, very good. I like a lot of stuff that Doug sets up in that first issue. Plus, Adam Hughes does the backup six pages in it, which is really, really badass. And come to the Nerd Star Wednesday and get it signed by Mister Wagner. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, dude, Spider-Man life story, Chip Zdarsky and Mike Bagley, Mark Bagley. Sorry. Um, dude, I love this book so much. Nice. Dude, I, I do. I it, This book is I like masterpiece feels like applicable. Like, I mean, we got two issues left still, but dude, the way Zdarsky is able to like interject all of the like real world things that are going on in each decade, combining the marvel comics continuity with those things but you know i mean like in the 80s issue you have like cold war stuff going on but you also have secret wars craven's last hunt and the whole symbiote saga going on like and this is the 90s issue so obviously we're doing with the clone saga but spider-man is aging real time and is almost 50 now Hmm. dude it's 
It's so good. It this one is gonna be on Comic Book Club like the month that trade comes out. I I can't wait because this this book is full of so much stuff. I can't wait to like sit down on this podcast and like go through this thing and analyze the crap out of it. And if if you're not reading this book, dude, go pick it up because there are four issues in. There's only two left. It's only six issues. Chip Zdarsky could sell anything right now. And I agree with that. I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, Spider-Man I, Life Story. And it's, uh, they're doing more printings of oh, uh, the issues. Each one's gone out, to at so. least second or third printings, every issue. It's And it's that good. Um, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. So, before we get out of here, uh, we have hit 100 episodes, which we didn't mention earlier. This is the 100. And we're, and well, we're, we should have fudged it, so next yeah. week should have been the 100. Um, this is our ninety nine point five. Yeah, there, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, this is a point in, in true Marvel fashion. There you go. <laughs> this is ninety nine point. Uh, I mean, we're not gonna make too big of a deal of it because that's the kind of the purpose of next week's episode is to kind of celebrate our hundredth episode with our Marvel versus DC. Which um, this is one hundred of the Fortress of Comic Two because we wanted to do a Disney one with this as well. So this, yeah. the Disney one doesn't count that came out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just so everyone knows. <laughs> um, I mean, good plug for that, though. Mary and I uploaded the first uh, episode of our of our kind of spinoff podcast we're doing called The Disney Do-Over, where we're analyzing all of the animated films from the Walt Disney Animation Studio in order. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that first episode about Snow White. So if you guys haven't checked that out, it just went up today, uh, the time of this recording. So by the time you guys hear this, it'll have been up for a couple of days. So uh, please check that out, because I put a lot of time and research into it. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please, please please don't make my time worth it uh, but anyways when I was going with the 100 episodes I thought next week we have so much to talk about because there's going to be a loaded show so I thought it'd be fun before we kind of close out here we've done 100 episodes um, McCord hasn't been on quite as many as Kylie has but McCord's got quite a few under his belt now what's what's a, a favorite episode you've done with a, you know that we've done up to this point Wolverine Origins <laughs> I, I will listen to that one to still and laugh. Dude, oh. it might be the greatest episode of the podcast we've ever done. The wasn't that oh. bad for X Men Origins is a classic oh my already. God. So good. Mary, do you have a favorite episode of the podcast we've done? Um, not. I can't think of one off the top of my head besides, or just the one that you really enjoyed. The Wolverine Origins. Okay. It, was, it was hilarious. It, it is really good. Now I feel like I missed out on something. You really did. <laughs> you haven't heard it? You have to at least hear it. You, uh, Edgar has some it's good funny. Stuff. Oh, <laughs> that's the highlight of Edgar's life. <laughs> like, nothing he does will ever be better than that. McCord? I'm trying to I'm trying to think through all of them. There was one I can't. Just when you like, just really had a good time doing, or you thought was a good conversation, or I mean, whatever, whatever made it enjoyable for you. I always have good conversations right after, and I always think, why aren't we recording this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, we could start maybe a Patreon, and somebody is. wants to pay us monthly, they can get really that enjoyed, bonus content. <laughs> I really enjoyed the the 80th Batman episode. That was, the 80th yeah, that was Batman that was probably a good one. That and one I thought that one had some secret weapons. Yeah, that had some really good yeah. discussion really stuff like in it. Um, I also obviously enjoy the 80th anniversary Superman episode we did a year earlier. Um, you know, those two are obviously very similar. Uh, I think for like entertainment and just comedic value that I mean the X-Men Origins one is is pretty funny. 
This is when you got to play. When you edit this, play the clip of, of Edgar asking the question. <laughs> the question. The question. Anyone that's heard that podcast already knows what we're referencing. Um, What's I also, the question? Never. It has something to do with Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> Was he in the movie? Uh, no. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. Um, I also Don't really play with me. <laughs> I also really enjoy our W Maxwell Prince interview. Oh, we did. that was that was very enjoyable. And I, I feel uh, like that was like a yeah, really pretty I like, love that one. pretty insightful interview too. Like I feel like he gave us a lot more than I expected to. You know, like, a lot of the guests we've had on here have been really awesome. Doug twice, C V, we've had Andy Sebastian, we've had W. Maxwell Prince, Jason Inman, Ashley Victoria Robinson. James and David for Metaphor for Her. I, I mean, we, yeah, we've Over. had we've had a good sugar glider. I mean, we've had a good cast of, of guests on this show, which we've been, you know, very fortunate and we're, you know, always working on getting more. Um uh hint hint sneak peek. We got a What about when we talked about lock and key? Lock and key, that was a good episode. Yeah. Um we got we got Philip C V coming back here in a couple weeks and we'll have some more details oh, about that. Worry. Talk about his new mini series. His mini series from Dark Horse that'll be coming out. Triage. He wants yep, he wants to tell you guys all about it and we're gonna put a microphone in his face and let him. So um that's coming up. But uh McCoy, did you did, did you <laughs> settle on an answer? Tom Cruise. May, maybe the one that comes to mind is the secret <laughs> weapons episode. The one valiant episode. Yeah, the one the valiant one episode. Guys. No, or the idiot. <laughs> I don't know. What about our was it that bad for Daredevil, man? Your your first appearance. That was good that's a key too. issue. <laughs> my my, pro- my my first appearance of McCord. My my that's my like problem it, my problem is, is that like I that. actually really do like coming here quite a lot. So to pick one above a, another one is is difficult to do. I can't remember it which is. one it was. Each one is so, spe- so it special is. It in is. its own way. <laughs> like, there there but are there was, some that I'm was... particularly proud of, though. When I when I listen back to the conversation, because I do listen to all of these. I, I, I don't know if I'm just self-obsessed, but I always listen back to them and I want to feel like not only just the, is the production value good, but like is our discussion worth someone's time? And if I think it's worth listening to, if I can find entertainment out of it. Um, so yeah. there are some that I put above others that I'm like, I feel like there's some good... like good discussion going on here there's you know some good uh digging some good narrative i, I also really like the doomsday clock episode where we finally learned how uh. the clock was moving and the blood was going all down. the doomsday yeah. clock ones have the been best good. doomsday clock one is mary in the broken window doomsday clock number two man <laughs> no there there was one that i remember going home and Talking to my wife and thought and telling her that was a really good one that I left. And I can't I can't remember if it was it was either Secret Weapons or the 80th. Okay, it's it's one of those two, and I can't remember which one it was. And I really liked both of them, but I remember walking away going, you know that that was actually a really good one. that was a really good one. You know what's a really good one when the conversation carries on like when you leave and you go home or whatever and you're like yeah. want to talk to somebody else about like this is the discussion we're having like that right. that's how you know it's a good meaty conversation uh our well, line, like well, all, everyone, all of these time flies almost as fast as superman that's not your that's line it. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the 100th episode <laughs> what about our comic skate episode with charles oh i forgot about that, that was a that was really that's good. a great one yeah not for everybody but it's good yeah definitely um yeah so i, I just thought that'd be fun to kind of Let's let's take a look back at our, our <laughs> hundred episodes, man. I'm pretty proud of that. Who would have thought when we were like, "Why don't we do this little comic book podcast?" 
going strong, man. Ed, Edgar talked you into this crap, I think. I know. And then and Bale. Hasn't, I don't think he's been on since X-Men Origins. So yeah, yeah, I think that was And that was like last yeah. April or well, something. Oh, he shit went like out that. on a high note then. He'll yeah. never be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar is a single man. If he ever wants to impress a woman on his first date, like, what could you ever offer me? Like, I have this. <laughs> I have this one listen, episode. Let's listen to this. <laughs> oh, all right, guys, that pretty much does it for us here. Make sure you guys are checking out the Nerd Dome podcast, which is Kylie's other podcast. What did you guys do this week on Nerd Dome, Kylie? Uh, talked about the Doctor Sleep trailer. Uh, what the hell so is Doctor it's Sleep? The se- it's the sequel to The Shining. It's got <laughs> is that the uh, Obi-Wan the Kenobi. Thing? Okay, yeah. I've seen things of that thing. Uh, it's So, the I'm just really quick. Uh, I did the, book, the book was amazing. The, the book is awesome. I've read almost every Stephen King book. Um. But the way they're doing this movie is they're they're doing they're doing it they're basing it on the book, but they're making it a sequel to the Kubrick Shining movie, uh, which Stephen King has flat out said that is he hates that movie. Really? Uh, he's it's one, like, and, one because of the most famous ones. Yeah, there 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 are. I mean, he changed a lot of things. Like I would argue, it, maybe the most famous one after Shawshank in mm-hmm. the novel. Um, I mean, they blow up the hotel. They blow up the Overlook Hotel. The, um, the hotel is not there. So when I'm watching this trailer, does he still freeze it? Up? They go to the, they go back to the hotel, and they do in the book. But I mean, mm. they go back to the place where it was. That's where the big final showdown happens oh. in the book. But in this, he's actually walking around the hotel, and you're seeing flashes of like the twins and the yeah. blood and all this, and the music from The Shining. They're using mm. that, oh. and there's a scene in here where I'm like, I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this because they're changing the book. I get it. I, I get they have to give you a sequel that mm. the, what people are familiar with the Kubrick movie of course um but there's a scene where he walks up to the door where his father had had mm. act and he kind of puts his head in it and oh, he's looking cool. through and I'm like and the music's there I'm like oh my god I'm I'm kind of excited for this okay and we talked about E3 and all the oh cool the video game news for sure so make sure you guys are checking that out make sure you guys are following us everywhere on social media as well foc underscore podcast on both Instagram and Twitter and Fortress of Comic Dude podcast on Facebook. This podcast is available on Spotify, which is something I don't think we promote enough because a lot of people use Spotify, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're calling it now. Wherever you're hearing it now, Audio Boom, Stitcher, all those cool places. Uh, if you guys can leave us reviews, they help. Recommend us on Facebook. Recommend the page. It really helps as well. Um, thank you guys so much for downloading and checking us out this week we will be back here next week with the marvel versus dc episode um we're gonna put out a poll to you guys which i also forgot we did put out a poll to you guys for the was it that bad and it was pretty uh overwhelmingly yes it was yeah. i think it was like 70 percent to 30 percent somewhere oh, okay so it went down a little bit when i voted it go, was like go, re- go rewatch it though i do recommend oh yeah going if i had voted before it. i watched it rewatched i, it I voted it, after i, I watched it Oh, see, yeah. I voted no. I, I voted no. Okay. I, I voted no. Um, yeah. I, I, I was torn, it's not as but bad I, as went, I, remember. I went with yes. So. Yeah, okay. it wasn't nearly as bad as I remembered. Uh, but we're going to ask you guys to put in your thoughts for Marvel versus DC, and I would love to get some comments uh, from you guys, you know, some good discussion. And when he says Marvel versus DC, it's not like, do you want to see Batman fight Captain America? It's it's no, no, no. tell us why you believe Marvel is better we're go- than DC. We're going to it's a debate episode. We're going to break this down <laughs> into six categories next week, just to give you oh, guys Jesus. kind of a just to give you guys kind of a sneak peek, and it'll go in this order: Marvel versus DC, video games, 
animated television, live action television, Alliance animated movies, yet. live action movies, and then obviously comics. At well, the end. you've answered your question. We don't even have to have this at this <laughs> point, do we? Oh, we got to have it. We've, we've answered every one of those. It's Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to be a good time. It's By important. a lot. It's important to know that everyone at this table is and will remain friends. But next week, the gloves are it's off. It's throwdown. It's going to be fun. So until next time, my name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm McCord. I'm Kylie. And I forgot my name. <laughs> 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 wee, wee, wee.